0: Welcome to Love, Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host, and this is my podcast. And My guest today is rapper, writer, musician, poet, painter, Maud Sun. Uh, here's the thing. I had never even known that this guy Maud existed until one day I was lucky enough to get this email from a friend of a friend or some kind of mutual something or other, and they were like, you got to meet this guy. He's so fascinating. He's really interesting. He's got a great story. He's got a huge following. And uh, you should just meet him, have him on your show. So I did, and you're about to listen to that, and I will throw us over to the interview momentarily. But here's the thing. Usually when I interview someone on my show, I may not have met them already, but I have a a, a major awareness of them. So this is very cool because it was completely refreshing to just go in kind of blind and meet this new person and come out the other side. Very charmed and like I just have a big appreciation for Mod Sun. I think he's a sweetheart. We're different, yet we're similar. Uh, I guess you could say that for everybody, but whatever. Here's my point: Mod Sun has a new album coming out March 10th called Movie. And for everything and anything else uh, Mod Sun related, go to modsun.com. You can buy his books. You can buy his just listen, find his music, and uh, follow him on all of social media at Mod And we have a, you know, we go on a tangential journey. We talk about love, relationships, dating, uh, drugs, touring, self-help stuff, because he's very into like, he has a message. He's trying to get out there and he's totally into self-help stuff and a higher level of consciousness. And we talk about just a million different things you're going to hear for yourself. I'm going to shut the fuck up, but I do want to say today I got a lot of mail from from listeners, from the Love Alexi podcast listeners. And I was completely crazy shocked and excited. So thank you so much to everybody who sent me stuff in the mail. And if anybody out there, uh, anybody else wants to send me something, you can send stuff to P.O. Box 480876, Los Angeles, California 90048. You can always send emails to the Love Alexi podcast. Send those to alexi at gmail.com. And I'll read your email on the show. Uh, And you can find me on all of social media at Alexi Wasser. But now I'm going to shut the fuck up so you can enjoy my conversation with rapper Modson. Now entering Nerdist.com. Nerdist. Yes. Oh, wait. Record. Record. Uh, are you recording? Right oh my
1: goodness. Are you doing it? Are you him? Yes. How are you doing? Oh, I'm Alexi. doing absolutely
2: wonderful. How are you? It's nice
1: to meet you. This is
2: Aristotle. It's my pleasure. Very good to meet yeah. you. Aristotle. That's, that's a real name. That's my real name. You're I'm lucky, in. bro. You're lucky. Are you coming
1: in for this? Sure. Do you want to? Yeah, come
2: on in, dude. Why?
1: Oh my God. We yeah. So, I'm more than merrier.
2: Really? Yeah. Okay, Get over just here. Like,
1: <laughs> fuck
2: it. I like you already. Oh my God. I'm you're like be
1: best friend. Oh my God. Wait. Uh, okay. Well. Yeah. How
2: about, let me you,
1: know. You sit there because I can look at you. Even though you're kay. an artist, you should fucking do what you want to do. But I'm gonna be bossy like Talk a weirdo. I want you here. Okay. I want. If you know, I'm gonna be bossy and tell
2: the men what to do or I'll shutting the door. Tell
1: them what to do, man. Tell them what these
2: men... Oh, God. Give a little direction in our lives. Oh,
1: man. God. That's Let's get grounded in our truth. Yay. I'm putting headphones on because...
2: Good. Putting it's my... best. It's best. Just Let's... get it started right away. We don't want to miss any of the good stuff. We're
1: recording right now. Okay, We record good. the mini... I'm putting my... Okay, you guys are pros. Holy shit. Ooh, that's my voice. Oh, my so God. Signing at Mariah Carey. Can you? Can you do, you should do like an intro for the Love Alexi podcast.
2: I would love to. Well, we,
1: we just hear it. It would be it.
2: absolutely honor. What man. would it
1: be? Can you freestyle an intro for the Love Alexi podcast? Oh, we, we talk no, about feelings here. We talk about feelings and love and.
2: I want to, I want to talk about all the feelings and love that I have inside me. But you don't want to Freestyle. Times. Well, of course I can it's do a, that. We'll get it going. We'll get we'll it. Get going. it going. All right. and yeah, i I'm uh, I'm stupid. fresh off of my like third wind right now. I haven't you, slept in like three days. You so. haven't? No.
1: He's leaving his sunglasses on the podcast. I love the
2: way that podcast voices sound. I love Hello. the way you got these mics out.
1: What are you contributing? Nothing? <laughs> get <laughs> in here. Uh, really? God. Wait, Come wait, hold on. on. Wait, we got the audience. on yeah, dude. put this on for a second because we don't do okay. that
2: just sit in the room and not do yeah. something. I mean
1: sorry. Oh God, we're already off to a Rocky start.
2: Now tie that around up there, Brett, and bring
1: this is hilarious. Okay, so wait. So I'm talking to.
2: My the, name is Mod son
1: So I just call you Mod son
2: Yeah, or Mod, M O D.
1: Mod. And tell me what this stands for
2: Movement on Dreams, Stand Under None.
1: And you were originally born to whoever. We're going to get to all this. We're going to yeah. go on a tangential journey. Yeah, yeah, Are you yeah. ready for Good. this?
2: I'm so. I love this. Oh, this is my favorite thing to do. I okay. could talk about myself endlessly.
1: Oh, God. Oh, no. Don't me worry. too.
2: Don't worry. It's nothing to me.
1: <laughs> so you were born, Derek. Right? oh god you don't yeah. want to go there i know
2: well oh. no 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 that's fine i don't ever say that i actually i despise Next even class. hearing it yeah this is because <laughs> i've never i never really like go go into church. that too much but i did say it in my book so um you have, like, five but yeah books, i too. was born yeah i was born with the name derek and couldn't stand it because my whole life i'd hear ick in my name oh ick, ick, and i was like dude this has got to stop yeah i can't hear that except um like french people and girls from louisiana they say like direct ew and that, was
1: like, that makes I like, me feel weird i like
2: really like was okay with that but that was the only way so i totally changed it to dylan yes i had to stick with a d because my mom is deb my dad's dennis and my sister's danielle so i couldn't like totally spit in their face so i kept it a d yeah and changed it to dylan because then- y is my favorite letter in the whole alphabet so well, cause it somebody, looks so cool somebody, why is the coolest looking letter without um, a fucking doll so
1: many things to touch upon here because so yeah. I feel like it's such a personal thing to change your name well, I, I have friends yeah. who have done it
2: Yeah, and so it I belongs know. to you you might as well like it
1: well when you get your name but if you choose to change it yeah that means something major like it's like you're you're creating your own identity you're taking your power back or whatever Definitely
2: like so- there there is definitely a very metaphorical way to go about it but mine was I literally just couldn't stand the sound of my name. You just knew you it didn't definitely like it. does sound like oh start a new life and it's a new you. No, no. It wasn't even like that. It was like no, I I can't do this name anymore so I changed that. When I did become Mod son yeah, and changed that. That, yeah. that was like my whole metaf- metamorphosis, changing. That was like um that I, I grew up playing drums, right? Yeah. Music's been my whole life. Of
1: course, you're a drummer. Um, I'm always, I always yeah. have drummers in my life. I either date directors or drummers. I don't know uh, what that says about me.
2: And every, yeah, drummers every girl greatest. that I've ever, ever talked to to is a drummer girl. Really? But there's something with it. Yeah. Yeah. Drummers. I I think one thing for sure is that like drummers have rhythm, so they can dance, and they, and they have like, stamina. Yeah. They true. can have sex. They can. Except this guy right uh, here. Really? I'm lame. No, just oh kidding. Jesus!
1: Do you have a, I, Do you have I, a girlfriend? I don't. You had one though. I,
2: I did. I did what? have one, and we're kind of we're kind of slightly talking to each other again. So we'll see what happens.
1: None of my goddamn business. but I'm going to ask?
2: Yo, you. every and then, and then... I'm a. I'd like to say everything. I think honesty is the most beautiful thing in the world. And yet so. you're
1: wearing sunglasses. Why are you hiding from me?
2: I told you this third wind. You could see oh, them. Okay, I, let I, me see your eyes I, real quick. I do have beautiful eyes.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, you can see the world. Madsa, can I? Yeah. You can I'm see supposed the to world. tell you that. Jesus Whoa. Christ. No, listen.
2: Like I said. Like I said. <laughs>
1: yeah. it, I
2: know put, the drill. Put it back on. Okay. okay yeah. She's I had not, enough. She's uh, had yeah. enough. No, like, had it's enough. too much. It's she too didn't, intense. She couldn't see even a city, let alone the world. In I, uh, today, so. I saw
1: I saw the world. Okay. I saw all, uh, it different dimensions. It was like DMT all over again. Oh,
2: that's what my whole book was about. It
1: was? Hold on. Did I ever wake
2: up? That's like the whole basis of it, kind of.
1: Wait, let me look over here to Brett for a moment.
2: Yeah, take a look. This is Brett. He works at the label that I'm signed to called Rostrum Records.
1: Rostrum Records. And yeah. how did you know to sign this uh, this guy? And you know Or did you even sign him?
2: He, no, he, I mean, say something to the there. audience. If you're he in there. here, you've got to tell but the audience. Brett, like, yeah, do something, I'm, man. Say say your name, Brett Cooper. I'll do a little bit. <laughs> Brett Cooper works at Rossman Records. Slightly shy on the mic, as you can clearly tell. So uh, not at all self, um, not at all self-consistently talking about himself as <laughs> as the one on the mic is doing, but.
1: Uh, I have never. Have we ever? We've never really had a publicist or a record person that come. Yeah. It's always just been me and the guests. This is like this you know, is an exclusive. They, well,
2: well, here's the thing: is that um, they show up to make sure that I. Show up. You show up oh, shit. <laughs> because i'm like a i am very very hard to call sometimes you
1: are yeah oh god i have so many questions hold on i yeah. did okay this for this morning i was like listening to all of your music i was reading all about you i was like doing this like intense I was, kind of meditation i was doing the same you. thing
2: at like 6 30 looking a- about t- you? At, at all your stuff no, no you were not no. i wasn't googling myself you never before. know you never fucking <laughs> i was looking at yeah what were all your you stuff.
1: what were you looking at
2: well i we started socially talking connecting on the internet huh? so i i got to get a little Inside your world, through what? your pages.
1: Yikes! I don't even know.
2: You seem very um um oh, no. powerful. I am. Yeah. Thank you. Like woman power. Like, go women. Brett
1: didn't notice that. Yeah. <laughs> Brett was like, "Where's the coffee? He's gonna be late." I don't care. I was see, like, "God, Brett." You
2: see, those are the first two things I say. Usually, it's uh, "Where's the weed?" That's uh, what he says. "Where's the coffee?" I'm "Where's the weed?" So. Yes,
1: you smoke tons of weed. Tons of weed. Tons I grow my weed? own weed. You do?
2: Yes. God
1: damn it! I feel like I'll give you some. Yeah, I feel like you're probably very, you probably are described as like chill, like you're maybe a chill person. I'm not.
2: Slight, uh, actually, I think I'm, I'm you're not chill. pretty, yeah, I'm pretty right off you're
1: like, you. are like, you're like me where you're like, I'm I'm feeling very feeling I
2: feel like this going to make sense. Yeah, I'm yeah.
1: very energetic. God, I have to get centered for a moment just to like. Don't, don't get centered. Okay. Don't worry. Okay.
2: Be fucking wild. Stop Who telling cares? me what to do. We can get some whiskey in here too, then we can really get wild. You, you Brett? just got a package at the door. That is that the whiskey? That's,
1: uh, <laughs> I mean, here it is. Uh, <laughs> nerd, if you ask nerds, they'll deliver. Um yeah where's the weed and the whiskey that's
2: yeah. a good question
1: brett this is your <laughs> See, job you're... i know
2: and and you know what yeah it's it's funny because like oh
1: my goodness he,
2: he the other side of the other ear of rostrum the label talking to him is like don't get him whiskey oh God! <laughs> and then i'm like brett come on, let's get some whiskey well
1: i'm so good okay so you're so creative you do tons yeah. of things you right ra- okay so wait you're drum- Thank you. drummer yes musician yes rapper yes you play guitar. Yes. You write books. Yes. You do so many things. Paint. Are you, you paint. Love to paint. He loves to paint. Cook. Love to cook. He cooks. He's Fucking a great guy. great chef. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. The crush has Keep just it begun. Keep um it oh my god. Wait, are you an Aquarius? What are you? No, Pisces, Pisces
2: through and through. There you go. Oh, yep. Through right. and through. What, like, fo-
1: what does that mean? Anything? Well,
2: every time I read my horoscope, it's fucking perfect. I is love it? that. I sit next to someone else, like uh, they're reading their horoscope. It's like, you are not awesome. And mine is like, Pisces, everything's great.
1: Fuck. How- yeah. You're so confident. <laughs> is this because of like drugs and alcohol or are you just naturally oh, confident?
2: Man, the confidence came long before the drugs and alcohol. It if anything, did? the drugs and alcohol kind of tone it down
1: oh god
2: yeah um, the drugs i do at least
1: is it bad to do so many drugs do you think
2: absolutely not no. i don't do well there there is such a thing as bad drugs
1: like what or bad like cocaine? like heroin oh, like no heroin. cocaine's not bad you like cocaine too sure all right. I Yeah, I, I live a, in Hollywood. Well, you live uh, you, I, yeah,
2: it's cocaine in the coffee here. Well, it was so weird
1: because I used to do like acid speed XC cocaine like a yeah. long time ago when I was younger and now like I don't do anything but I I'm, I'm more into like I will try psychedelics and I tried DMT right. for the first time because I Yeah, I'm into, like, did you go all the way? Uh, I mean, I did it with this guy. Oh god, fuck So it. did you
2: did you pass out?
1: I, let me tell you what happened. Okay. I did it with actually a guest of the show, Hamilton Morris. He's this, a show called Shout Hamilton's, he's got this amazing show on Vice Land called Hamilton's Pharmacopeia. Right. And I'm actually, yeah. So I thought if I'm going to do Slightly drugs, familiar. well, I've never done mushrooms, but I thought if I'm going to do drugs, I'm going to try them out with this guy because he's probably an expert. Absolutely. Went to New York and I smoked it. He yeah. he made the, he made the stuff yeah. Yeah. and I kept going back to it over and over and over again. But I don't think, I mean, I saw fractals and I saw weird stuff. So, shit yeah, 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 yeah. You like
2: took a hit and like, I took it's, like yeah. 10
1: hits. And then in a it, row? Then it would fade. But in a row? I took like six hits in a row. And it went from, I went from like, I got my, my fear when we were the first hit. Second hit, I was like, I saw, you know, the, the light bulb was just like, yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm hearing it was exactly like, oh, yeah. it's, I'm it's seeing fucking
2: just unreal.
1: neon things.
2: Going all the way, like, you literally hit it until you pass out and you like fall asleep into a world for like 20 minutes. And you're like unconscious completely.
1: What did you notice when you did it? When did you do d for the first every, time? Every
2: when I was 18 years old and the next day I quit my band and started mods on. My book called Did I Ever Wake Up? See, you're going to get a couple things that I never say because uh, you're Exclusive. awesome. Clearly. <laughs> I mean, thank you. And, and I've been <laughs> up for three days so let it all out. Um, but my book is, my my most popular book, my first book, it's called Did I Ever Wake Up? And it's all based off of the fact that like when I did that and passed out and went to the other world, i can't be a hundred percent sure if I ever even came out of that because like ever since I came out of that with what I saw i could it could have been the dream of me, yeah um but ever since I came out of that, like my life has been completely perfect it just lines up Ugh, i want i, have, this. I, I i've like I, I basically like plugged directly into my path to like the universe hearing my wants and desires, and ever since then everything is like connects and um so I'm not sure if I ever like came out of that because before that my life was not drab but very um almost 100% different than it is now and uh
1: let him speak.
2: A, just kidding. There, <laughs> there's so much. There's so much. God, Brett,
1: like stop interrupting. Yes. There's so so there's there's
2: there's so many great things. What we're talking about right now is is uh, a drug called DMT, which is found in blades of grass, legitimately. And um, there's other forms of it that you've probably heard of, like ayahuasca stuff like that, similar effects. But
1: isn't DMT the drug component of <clears throat> ayahuasca? Yeah, yeah. It's Keep just going.
2: it's just different different ways of doing it. Like when you when you drink the ayahuasca, you don't like do the the passing out thing and go into another world you just like have this long fucking affected crazy trip yeah you like but i've been I've, I've done it i went to the rainforest and visited a shaman for two weeks you after did? that yeah
1: and you did dmt again you did ayahuasca
2: yeah yeah
1: is it so you could keep tapping into like
2: no i i only did that i did dmt that one time where i went all the way and then i went down to this rainforest and did stuff again um one other time and i'll probably never do it again ever why Oh, it's so scary. DMT? Oh, it's so scary.
1: I can't believe... I am such a fucking pussy. and Me too. I
2: I dip my toes into things and stuff like that is so, like, in your face.
1: But you seem so much braver. The fact... When I tell my friends I smoke DMT, they're like, (laughs) you smoke? You're this neurotic, overthinking, just, like, dork. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I felt like... eh." And after I did it, I came back to LA because I did it in New York. And I feel like I was tapped into what you seem to be constantly tapped into, where I was like... I don't give a fuck. Yeah. We're all just going to die. It's just a question of when and how. And like, and I just feel free, and I felt light, and I was like, I could do anything. Yeah. And it was like that residual drug thing that my friends said like, they think that it happens with mushrooms or DMT, and that's that's what you you have, but then it goes away. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's yeah, gone cars. away. And uh, do you meditate at all?
2: Yeah, slightly. I have different ways of doing it, but but just one thing too. Going, back to yeah. back to the DMT. Um, what it does when you smoke it is it releases a chemical in your brain that's only released twice naturally in your life, and that's when you're born and when you die. So technically when you smoke DMT, you might be seeing exactly what it's like to go into the
1: afterlife. Yeah.
2: So that's why, again, it's like there's this movie called Waking Life out there.
1: Oh, I love <laughs> God, that movie so much.
2: It's like a life-changing movie. Um, but if anyone out there is listening that, that enjoys some of the things I talk about, that movie was like a spark to... To where i'm at now so definitely listen to the dialogue in that movie but lucid dreaming all that stuff is pretty cool it's pretty powerful
1: it's richard link letter right yes yeah do you like before sunset and before sunrise yes um are you a romantic do you think
2: yes i was raised by two women
1: where's your dad
2: well he's back in my life now but he wasn't before my dad I... <laughs> oh god <laughs> my dad is me but 60 looks exactly like me acts exactly like me fucking insane really? seriously insane still but we went through like I went through like ten years of my life where I didn't even talk to him. And you chose then,
1: to, or he disappeared.
2: No, I chose to. Yeah. So I was like, fuck that. But idea. now, like, I'm the father. He's like my son. Like I dress him basically. So. You do. Swear to God. Where?
1: Oh, and you live by uh, you live in Laurel Canyon, right? I
2: I did. I, I lived you. literally freaking three minutes away from here. Um, but I'm glad I don't anymore because it was fucking crazy. I I'm like obsessed with. The 70s. Yeah. And well, Laurel Canyon. Weird. Yeah. He, he completely Canyon. looks like he. You
1: can't see him.
2: Laurel <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Canyon is rock and roll 70s paradise. Yeah. Jim Morrison's house was right there. So I like specifically like waited for years until a house right next to Jim Morrison's was open. Yeah. Finally got it. Like moved in next to Jim Morrison's house. Had the craziest year of my life living there. Like, people knocking at my door at 4 a.m. Like, asking for, like, a beer. I'm not kidding. Because they're looking for Jim Morrison? Because there is, like, one pocket of L.A. that's still, like, okay to hitchhike. And, like, 70s as fuck. And it's right there in Lower Canyon next to the market. And I lived literally two houses up from the market. I used to like, work
1: at the market when I was in high school. Oh, I love it. I went to Wonderland Avenue Elementary School up in Yay. the Canyon. Do you know Lily and Spike? Uh uh-uh. Lily and Spike run the coffee cart at the Canyon Country oh, Store.
2: yeah. Does she still do it? I think so. Yeah, the French lady.
1: French lady and that guy who's her yeah, boyfriend who doesn't yeah. seem like he's her boyfriend. They
2: fucking hated my dad.
1: They did. Oh, yeah. did your dad but live with you? But they love
2: me. I yes, I let my dad live with me. I take, like oh. I said, I take care of him. He's like my child.
1: Oh wait, did he come back into your life because you're successful now? I'm um, irritated no, now.
2: No, no, it wasn't really like that it was actually because he was supposed to die and then he didn't <laughs> and um he went to the hospital and like he was supposed to be like it and it didn't happen and then like the girl that he was seeing was like yo i can't like take care of i'm just outing all no you don't have to. You don't no have i to. don't even give a fuck that's what i do but anyways it was like i can't take this motherfucker anymore you got to come get him so i went down and picked him up from the hospital and took him to my first house that i lived at in california because he he's been out here in Al or in california for the last like 20 years yeah so yeah
1: i mean we're just all over the place we're so tangential Absolutely. I know. Um, this how
2: did is you- this is a hot podcast man it's a hot one wait
1: why did you and your girlfriend break up because here's the thing when you were originally supposed to be on this yeah. podcast some kind of scheduling thing got uh-huh. fucked up and it got all crazed uh I was like, oh, I was like looking at your Instagram and I was like, yeah. oh my God, he's like heavily. Because usually I'm like, oh, yeah. am I going to fall in love with this podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. guest? Is there potential? But then I don't fuck well, with the guys who how there. How's it going right now? I, I mean, I'm not your type. I've decided. Um, really? I know, Already? I don't think I am your type. Wow. No, for you. I'm, I have I'm,
2: There is no type for me. I literally I mean, like them all. I
1: just like people with a pulse. But I like genius <laughs> brains. But anyway. But once, oh, so
2: I'm not your type.
1: No, no, you aren't. You aren't. No, that's not what I'm
2: saying. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I like genius brains. No, so. no, 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 We'll but, wait but, till the next gets to fall in love.
1: I said, actually it's a possibility because I like genius brains and I like how your brain works but uh, mm-hmm. I've decided for you because I'm looking at myself through, uh, through your point of view and I'm like I'm deciding I'm alright for him really because I saw and, I, and then I started on a weird wormhole cubby like whatever I was like looking at your ex-girlfriend and I'm like holy shit I know what girl he's into and I'm just like I'm too neurotic too <laughs> She's dorky beautiful huh I know She's I'm not I only identify with my brain I don't I need to put more work into my uh, my physicality wow, I like
2: how you identify with things you seem like a very very vivacious woman yeah
1: it's, it's, it's exhausting it's, yeah,
2: uh, it's real intense it, it should be but at night when you go to bed, I'm sure it's still nice to be Alexis.
1: It really, it's Alexi actually. <laughs> I,
2: I just put the I put the I on the end to make it plural.
1: This will never just, work out. What? I just
2: put the I, the S on there to make it plural. That was all, <laughs> Alexi's. Alexi's.
1: world. I said Alexi's, <laughs>
2: not Alexis. Okay.
1: All right, very cool. No, why would you guys break up? Um,
2: well, she's like she's like very um. I been in relationships she's been in relationships like her whole life she's very good with that and very like mature in that way and i'm very new at that kind of stuff you like are? i've never had like serious relationships ever really yeah so it was like a um she was my dream girl i knew i knew her since i was um like 14 years old yeah like had a crush on her my whole life
1: is she older than you or your no, age she's the same age yeah. yeah
2: and i had a crush on her like my whole life and swept in a year ago and swept her off her feet. I took her to a uh, circus on her first date. You it was did. pretty badass, yeah. But I had gone to the circus, the like, three nights earlier.
1: With a different girl? No,
2: by myself. Yeah. Because I, lo- <laughs> I love doing weird shit like that. And so I went to the circus, and I told her, like... I was like, yo, have you ever gone to a circus? She's like, No. I was like, oh a well, little cool first date. So I took her to the circus and we walked in and literally like all the clowns, like as I'm walking there, like, hey, good to see you again, man. Oh and she's my like God. She's like, Uh, is this like really your this thing? Is your spot. I was like, dude, I don't fucking know. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, so, so things how... things happen, but, but we're talking again. She despised me for like
1: um Wait a minute. Where yeah. did uh, you're twenty nine years old, yeah. you're chewing on your cap of your yeah, water.
2: Yeah. You got Ultra OCD.
1: Are you do. Yeah. Are you on antidepressants at all, or no, or anything? Just no, wondering. Just out of No medication. Just throwing me, that in there. I
2: can't actually even swallow a vitamin, so I can't even. I've never taken a pill my whole stop life. Stop yelling anything. at
1: me about it. Okay, I can't. Ah! About- oh, yeah. Um. Whenever you want to do that freestyle Alexia uh, level Alexi podcast intro you gotta song, get
2: your name right first. Okay. I said level. You gotta I get my name right. Think you said first. Alexa? How dare you? I think I
0: heard Alexa.
1: All right. So here's <sighs> wait. So you dated for? So you met? You were like, you got Fourteen. Blah blah. Yep. Swept in. Yep. So who broke up with who? I'm just because I'm fascinated um, by this shit.
2: Um, let's see. None of my business. It was like a slow thing. We were living together in Laurel Canyon as she moved out, and got her own place, and we were like, let's see if we can make it work like this.
1: Wait, what? Hold on. You're glossing over all this stuff. I need details. Women want to know We were we I, were every together. Girl, every girl wants to have sex with you who's your fan. They love you. They want to have sex with you. You maybe oh god, relax. I love you. Okay. All, I love okay. You. okay. Um wait, what I'm do you, sexing it right now. What do you call your you call your fans uh friends? Hippies? Oh friends. Friends.
2: friends. Or oh, yeah, they are hippies. They are definitely hippies. We're new hippies, new kind of hippies. We don't we don't stand like on strike wearing like sandals and shit. But we're, we're hippies. You're new, hippies. New new version of it. Yeah, it's um, a new day.
1: You are so. I need some of this confidence to rub off, rub off on of me. Uh,
2: I think you seem very confident. Maybe. Everyone out here, this 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 lady in front of me is really fucking cool. I
1: can't believe you just called me a lady. That's the most hurtful thing you've ever said to me wow. in our entire relationship. Well, I've said woman six kidding.
2: times already, so <laughs> I figured I'd jump to lady now and see how that woman over. Mark that down. No more lady. No
1: more lady. <laughs> oh god. Okay, so you're you're dating. You move in yeah. how soon? Because yeah. I just want to know how We're, you operate with women.
2: Oh, oh, it was like the second that we that I took her out on our first date. We're like together nonstop for the entire year together. Every second. Every second.
1: But then she officially moved in at some point?
2: Oh yeah. Well, I was living in my house over in North Hollywood when we first started. And then I was moving out of there in like three weeks. Or no. I was going on warp tour. So we went on warp tour together. So we were together all on warp tour and then when I got back from warp tour I was gonna be out of that house and we moved into Laurel Canyon together it was immediate because we moved basically right on the tour bus together we were together every second was,
1: did she go on tour with you? yeah was anybody annoyed by that? did you went no. on tour with who? just on your own? or with Machine Gun Kelly? Machine um, Gun Kelly this
2: tour well the first tour we went on together was Warped Tour which is oh. like me and fucking 120 other bands oh my god <laughs> have so you ever been to Warped Tour?
1: never but I've dated lots of band guys yeah how have you never been to Warped Tour? they're all tour? emo they're different kind of music uh Emo is where... No, like...
2: Emo lives at Warped Tour, My darling. last
1: boyfriend was in Modest Mouse. He's not in Warped Oh, that's Warped not...
2: Tour. That's indie. Oh, sorry. That's like alternative indie. Oh,
1: like. sorry. Emo
2: is like fucking <laughs> Newfound <laughs> Glory and and shit.
1: dare you talk to me like that? <laughs> oh.
2: What did you say your boyfriend was? Muse? Or what did you say?
1: Yeah, Muse. Muse? Let's me. No, uh, Modest, Modest mouse? mouse.
2: They're fucking dope. Oh, uh, yeah. Cool. I, th- I thought so. Cool. Yeah.
1: Listen, I don't want to fight so soon into our
2: Why? weird non-relationship, it's, it's but the makeup sex fun. is going to be great. Okay, yeah, um, so, all
1: right, don't look at Brett. He's not going <laughs> to... Oh my God. You see, God. We are, we're in, Brett. Oh my God.
2: We're in. We're in, baby. You're
1: high 5 We're in, Brett. I, it's like, this is like the one time I'm like not being flirty. <laughs> i wait, am I still seeing... You don't even care. You're texting her something. Yeah, all? no,
2: he's 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 taking notes. He's taking notes.
1: <laughs> um, So you guys move in together. Yep. And then why does she decide to move out? What's going wrong um, in the in the relationship aspect of well, it?
2: Well, I was recording my album for the last year working on it and i and I go like very deep into like artist modes. Also scheduling wise, she like wakes up in the morning and does like model girl things, like photo shoots all day and yeah. stuff like that. And I stay up all night. So it's like opposite schedule. And she doesn't really. smoke as much
1: pot or she doesn't drink smoke period. or wow. Yeah. Holy so that's that's what I wanna know. So i'm fascinated with like creative people because even in my dating if i'm i stay up all night or not whatever i'm not trying to relate to them to be like i stay up all night too this this could be beautiful um
0: (laughs) that's why i like suddenly i'm like i get you i get you
1: (laughs) so cool you know my name now um
2: we're we're best friends
1: but i always wonder like in relationships if you're super creative and you take your career so seriously and it's like who you are and it's your identity who are you texting brett yeah, I've lost Brett. <laughs> Brent. and Aristotle are uh, on the precipice of hanging themselves. Yeah. They're like, they're probably messaging each other, I hope. Yeah,
2: they're like, can we I, get the fuck yeah, out of here, Yeah, this man. is
1: exhausting. Um, how do you strike a balance when you're in a relationship and you're all about, you have to be all about you, you're like channeling mm-hmm. your creativity, or you got to like you have, keep mm-hmm. crazy hours. How do you balance romance and your career? Is it even possible? And it seems like you guys broke up because it wasn't, but you're very young. Right, right. So what do you think?
2: Um, well, I I am young. I am young mentally, but definitely I am twenty nine now. So like, I have learned. I have learned that you're
1: still very young. Yeah, but I'm
2: about to turn thirty. So when your twenties end, like you should know something about something.
1: Tell me what you know.
2: (laughs) Well, now I just know that um, in a relationship, when you're in in the type of situation like you're just speaking of, like every artist is kind of their own biggest fan. Yeah, yeah, right? be, yeah. But if you turn the relationship into, like, the other person is also your biggest fan, like, that's not good because then it's all about, like, you type of shit. And, like, I think the coolest thing now is if I was, like, back together with my girl or something, I would be... I would feel much better now about, like, being her cheerleader rather than her being, like, my cheerleader, which is what the last, like, year was, was her being, like... Yeah, whatever you need to do, like, and yeah. my whole new album is like fucking about her, basically. You oh, know what it I'm is? saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's interesting because you need like it's nice to have a muse or something to speak. To. And it
2: brought out something totally different in my music. Like my music. That i'm about to release my new album which i'm super proud of.
1: when when
2: february 17th
1: (laughs) february 17th are you allowed to say that
2: no but
1: how come exclusive oh my god brett you're such a gut buzzkill today (laughs) god stifling all of our chat
2: they should have given me points of things i couldn't go over but yeah uh it's coming out very soon um and so yeah she was my muse and she brought out amazing things but i was definitely very self-consumed and she's a very sweet girl and that kind of turned into like she's a very sweet girl but she's also super girly and like needs girl girl stuff she needs yeah she needs to feel love
1: validated
2: yes and i was like yo don't you understand like this is my like whole life like i have to make sure this is perfect and like you don't you you know you have to choose one or the other and that's not good and i i feel like like now i've learned because that was my first like serious relationship i feel like now i've learned how to find a way to balance those two things.
1: But how do you not fall in love? Like, okay, so I was listening to your, um, oh God, we do this shit every day song, yeah, yeah. which I was like listening to like an anthem to. I was like, this is amazing. I was like, I really don't really like this. I'm like such a, <laughs> Thank I'm you. such a dork. I'm all like. Whoa. I have a song um, called
2: We Do This Shit, go listen now. Whoa. Yeah,
1: it's so great. I was, um and, uh, oh, who's the girl who? Dej Love. How do you not fall in love with her? Like, isn't that God, a perfect so relationship? That is so
2: beautiful, yeah. So
1: here's the thing. So it's like, if you have... And I'm not, like, talking shit about your ex or whatever, but I'm just talking about relationships in general. Right. So, like, I'm thinking of, like, a Gina Rowlands... Or Rowlands, how do you say her name? And John Cassavetes. Like, I don't... Like, they're the filmmaker and his wife, who right. was his muse, and they worked together, and they made stuff together. To me, that's this, like, ideal type of love to, like, blend the creativity, the work, and the romance, and you're making shit together... How do you not fall in love with that girl you do? I was like
2: thinking the other day, I was like thinking about how crazy it would be if I was dating like a chick singer and like she'd be in like the room next to me, like recording her shit. That sounds awesome. I know. Would you get
1: competitive?
2: Yeah, totally. Does
1: calling a woman a chick mean you hate women? Because let's, let's, is that a thing? Will you teach me? Teach me things. Do you think it is?
2: Hell no. Really? Brett, I'm asking Brett.
1: You don't think so? Lean into the mic. Aristotle, is that a we got to, We're just shining a spotlight on it to just call attention to it because I I wonder that because my girlfriends say chick and then I'll date men who say chick, and sometimes it feels okay and sometimes it doesn't. But is that like in a post Trump world? I've,
2: I've never heard that it meant something well, fucked up. But, but you but
1: you love women, so you're not saying anything mean. I'm no, just wondering. Definitely not. I yeah. got
2: no. I think that like if you're like if you were to call a chick like a bird then then it's fucked up that'd be bizarre no that's like real slang like yo got a date with a bird is that
1: bad is that worse than chick (laughs) fuck yeah why that makes no sense to me is
2: like chick is being like yo like that's my chick like that's my chick that's my girl they
1: said that in england though bird if you're
2: like i know i know is that bad I think it sounds worse. I don't think either sound bad, but I think if you had to pick one to get upset about, it, it'd be being called a bird.
1: Okay, so let's revisit. So let's go back to like this mock relationship you have with with the musician girl in yeah, the other room. Right. You think you'd be competitive, or would you like to like collaborate? Like, how do you not have sex and make out with girls you might collaborate with? I know. Isn't that I know. a? Tr- isn't that the ultimate, or is it like just work? I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't mean to ask you all these questions. I can't I'm
2: like that. trying to think about it. I'm like trying to think about it for real. I have no idea. I, it would definitely. Um, it would definitely. I don't know. I don't think that I could date myself. So but I don't there, know.
1: It would be a different. Oh, somebody who does what you do,
2: like someone that's ex- like like me with it, because then I, I get it. Like I see it from the other side. Like I'm fucking crazy. Like I know it. And, I
1: think you seem pretty normal to me. Good. Or I like the This intensity. is a good day. Yeah. I'm definitely
2: on a good day right now. So. Yeah.
1: Because it's weird. Because it's like if. if I don't know. I'm just going off on this. So it's like you have a beautiful girl who loves you, yeah. right? She supports you, and she mm-hmm. just gives you all the love you need and whatever.
2: And I still fuck it up.
1: No, I'm not. I'm not saying <laughs> that. I'm saying. I'm saying she's your number one champion. <sighs> yeah. What would it? Maybe you weren't her champion because you didn't look at her life and go, "Oh my god, I really back what you do," or like, yeah. or you fascinate me because you're so like. Uh, is that a goal to like date somebody where you're like? Or, does, or is all that matter the love and the coziness behind closed doors and just the love? and, and yeah. or, or do you want to be inspired uh, on an artistic level from the person you date? But who doesn't necessarily have to be a musician? Maybe they're a painter or a writer, which you do all these things. I don't know. I'm I rambling. think I
2: had a, like a polar opposite view than what I do now, which was before like that it matters to to be into someone's life entirely. But now I kind of think that relationship wise, the only thing that matters is kind of like if you like hanging out together by yourselves at home
1: oh you're so right that's what i'm looking for yeah
2: and it's like it's like fuck it who cares if i mean for for us like the one thing that was very different is like neither of us have a nine to five so it's like we don't separate from each other for half the day yeah like a lot of relation any relationship that has that like i'm not gonna say you're lucky but you're probably oh yeah yeah a little lucky because like you get to you have to split up with from each other for like Half the day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you come home and it's like, you know, the absence makes you fonder type of thing. But like with us, it was it was literally like wake up together whenever we want, spend the day together, spend the night together, do it all over again. Yeah. All the time. <clears throat> but but now, like when I wasn't with her and and whatever still, I'm like really like thinking about like, oh man, it's so much more fun to have someone that. Is it's not constantly like trying to be to attract them right Oh yeah you're not constantly like trying to attract them and and doing things that that you think like is is up to what they want to see and be with yeah you know what i'm saying when you can literally like be goofy and talk like totally normally about anything and that kind of stuff i think yeah. that's that's much more
1: to the point now yeah it's funny i'll I'll totally, totally agree. Cause I'll go on dates with guys who, on paper, I'm like, I should be in love with this guy. He's yeah. uh he, he's creative and he's successful and he does this, this, and this, and he treats me nice. But I'm like, but I'm not laughing, right? And I'm not having fun. And I feel stressed. That's what it
2: is. Like, yo, you have to laugh. I like relationships laugh. that are like so. Like I have friends that I like look at their relationships and it's literally just like the So right. like A and B, the like boy and girl that's together just because they're supposed to be in a relationship and literally like never have no, where's, fun. Where's the like, joy? Like, I can't stand when, like, you go out with, like, your dude friends or you go out with your girlfriends and they're, like, talking shit about their relationship. What the fuck? Yeah. I'm like, yo, like, that's that's not the fucking point. That's not the point of this shit. Like, you gotta be done with that.
0: Yeah. So.
1: I also want to feel like I'm at home with somebody. Like, if I, like I feel like understood, seen... Mm-hmm. Seen by them like my so like and and accepted, and like like I'm like oh I'm cozy I feel which is probably why I do always date like freaky bizarre people because I try to date normals or like yeah or I'm like oh the the normal guy and I'm like oh I, I, like, I can't
2: I can't, can't see you being with some normal dude.
1: I try or like a yuppie or like maybe they're crazy <laughs> but they're like not free, they don't like anyway but um
2: you have to be able to be naked around them at all times too
1: oh yeah oh God. that's an
2: important part. I love it. Yeah. If you're like embarrassed <laughs> uh-huh. about like anything, anything at all,
1: yeah. anything at all,
2: like then it's, then it's not right.
1: I'm just thinking about like weird one night stands where I'm like, where I get up and I'm like, where's my underwear? And no, I'm like, I know. I'm like you like feel
2: up. like you don't even know the person. <laughs> I know. Like, what have I done?
1: And I'm like, I don't want them to see my butt. And I'm like, well, I can't find my undies. Don't look. Um, oh, no. Wait. So, so you're single. Okay. So being, a, okay. So you're driven. Yeah. You make a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. You just got off this tour. It's major crazy tour, yeah, right?
2: Yeah, major crazy. I go back out on it, actually, in, like, five more days. So, <laughs> finish it.
1: tell me, is it so wonderful, like, being a single guy on tour? Like, aren't you just, like, are you, for lack of a better, at least, like, swimming in puss? I don't know. Like, how is,
2: I mean, I mean. Well, this last tour that I was on was with Machine Gun Kelly, who's, like, you know, he's got it. He's, like. He's like Frank Sinatra out here he is <laughs> in this rapture.
1: Never heard that comparison, yes. but I enjoy yes. it. <laughs>
2: well, hey, Frank Sinatra, he used to get all the pussy, man. That's what they say. So, like, cows <laughs> is like Sinatra out here, man. Like for real. So there's like, like when I go on tour, to be totally honest, like my tour, my yeah. touring shit, it's um, it's always been kind of a different reaction like me with the crowd where it's not like i'm not out there like trying to be sexy and like that kind of thing right like i'm not like winking at girls in the front row and shit like that and it's it's more because like they've found motivation through me or or or, i found a way to be positive so uh, yeah so like the experience of of just me on tour and meeting those like people that are in at the show like it's definitely not on some i'm like frank sinatra shit now Going on this tour with Kels, there's a whole other side of like the fucking rap game, which are chicks in the crowd pulling their titties out. Like, oh my goodness! And that's what it's like. Is at, it so at, fun? on Kelly? D- oh my god, yeah. It was so, like this whole tour felt like the movie Almost Famous. This whole last tour, like yeah. that was our our whole basis of it was like, dude, let's make this like fucking crazy. Yeah. So
1: why it, would you want to be in a relationship? It just seems too fun. You're in your 20s, so you're like living right, your life.
2: Right. Tell well, me. well, because because when you're in one, you miss the other, and when you're out of it, you miss it. And it's like there's some things that there's some things about a relationship where it's like it doesn't matter how much pussy you get, for lack of better terms. I know, I started <laughs> it really this. doesn't matter because because right after you like, let's say you hook up with a girl one night and you're still in love with someone, like you'll end up feeling bad for doing that. So it's like it's it's when you when you are in love, you feel bad for doing anything that you shouldn't be doing and that's not a good feeling. So whether about- whether you're whether you're dating someone or not not with that person, but still in love with someone, right? Yeah. Like doing all the things that should be good feel bad. Yeah. Right? Feels like you're doing something wrong. And so, you know, there's just you can't you can't define fucking love. When when you put it on paper, it would never make sense. Getting married doesn't fucking make sense when you put it on paper. None of it makes sense, but it's like some kind of feeling that you have in your body that feels better than like getting high and getting drunk. Yeah. You know what it's like when you first, like, meet someone, that feeling when you, like, have a crush and shit? Like, it's, like, there's nothing that beats that. Does that? Going out on a first date, like, to a movie, you're, like, driving to, the, to pick them up. You're, like, so, like, yeah. life is so cool in those moments. I love that.
1: So does that last anymore, though? Because I, I keep wondering, like, is everybody addicted to newness? Is, is monogamy possible? Like, do you um, think it's possible? Can you Do that? Does does any man even want to get married? Like, would you ever want to get married and have a kid? Or is all that shit outdated? And we got a kid.
2: Yes, I'm like ecstatic to have a kid when I do at some point. Yeah, because I want to make a mini me for sure.
1: You monster. Yeah,
2: like (laughs) I I totally want like a mini little like mod running around. Like be a fun dad. Yeah, yeah. And and again, I will be an awesome fucking dad. Um, but marriage, like, like that's that's really just a whole Western. Philosophy scam kind of thing. What
1: about monogamy and like? Uh, or are you into open relationships? It's like, tell me. I, what I wouldn't works.
2: be able. I wouldn't be able to do like an open relationship. Oh,
1: like, you w- tell me about that.
2: Well, I wouldn't be able to see like if I was like with a girl, I wouldn't be able to like see her hook up with another dude. It would drive me fucking crazy. Or
1: know that she. Yeah, I. feel It, it would the drive same me way. fucking crazy.
2: It just would. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be cool with that. I'd be like really, yeah, I wouldn't be cool with that. But. Uh, uh, <laughs>
1: I, I'm, this is what I'm fascinated by. I'm sorry. I hope you, can, you, can, you don't mind. No,
2: I love it. I'm just thinking about things that I'm talking about. Oh,
1: God. oh yeah. <laughs> cheating, you mean?
2: No, not cheating. Oh,
1: what? Give, let me in there in that mind of yours. <laughs> I would like to... Uh...
2: <laughs> oh, my God. I've done some crazy shit. What have you done? Just, just we are just talking about...
1: <laughs> Threesomes?
2: Yeah, well, yeah, we was kind of talking about that, I guess. You Maybe and... I mean, that was in my mind. I don't know.
1: Oh, wait. Is that what you thought I was talking about?
2: No, I'm just thinking about me saying I wouldn't be down with open relationships, but I've definitely seen some shit. <laughs> well. I don't know, man. We we got we got it. Y'all got the point out there.
1: Okay. Okay, wait, hold on. So side note, it's totally moving in a different direction. Okay. What do you think, so with your books, mm-hmm. and with well, let's say with your books and with your music and stuff, Yeah. what do you think you're trying to say? Because I, here's, mm-hmm. before I throw it over to you, I feel like there's like this lovely thing of like, uh, Oh my god, I just feel like such a white fucking dork. But you're white too, cool. so it doesn't matter. We're going you But you're like yeah. cooler than I am. But uh, but no, just trying to say that like I'm gonna, like the I like just your music. I'm let trying. I'm up. trying. Just oh God, out. relax. Get the fuck Stop. out of here. <laughs> just come on. You can do it. So I do like <laughs> your music, but I also feel like what you say is like. Uh, like you're infusing some sort of consciousness, or kind of like right. when you say, when you go on your tour and you're like, uh, it's like this kind of inspiring thing and you're connecting yeah. with your fans and you've like done this like uplifting, beautiful thing. I think that's such an important thing and it's such a special thing that more people would be great if they did is like infusing consciousness and kind of like a positive kind of thing in cool in art that's cool. And that, yeah. It doesn't mean that it has to be, you know, it doesn't have to be dorky. I don't know. I'm rambling, but I mean, what do you think your message is? Are you trying to say something with your Absolutely. work? Tell me what that is sorry
2: like the 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 main message that i can get across is that if you wake up you have a reason to celebrate and it like boils down to that in every way to say that with my music i under like my favorite artist of all time is bob dylan oh yeah and so i i feel like i have a duty to provide something besides just like a nice tune you know what i'm saying I feel like I have to say something and like leave some kind of mark to think about and like i don't i don't want I don't necessarily need to be an artist that people play every single day all day long. It's their favorite artist they're obsessed with. it's all they think about. I like to be an artist that if you're having a bad day, like you can put me in, and it will change that, and there is a part of life. That you get bombarded with every day to make you think shitty about things. And I just don't relate to that. I don't understand why people want to be so sad. Really? Because it is a total conscious thing. And I understand, like, it, for some reason, people have psychologically taught themselves that sad feels good. Being sad feels good, Right. They psychologically think that when something goes wrong, the way to solve it is to be sad. And that's totally, absolutely op- opposite of what it is. They say you shouldn't fake a smile. You shouldn't fake your happiness. That's them, again, trying to fuck your life over. Okay, Because just going like this right now, anyone in the room, you feel that. Yeah. You fucking feel that. Yeah. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. If you stop and smile, you feel that. You actually feel it through your body. It makes you feel better. Being happy, forcing yourself to to look at like like look death, okay, death in life, the death of someone you know, one of the worst things that could happen in life, right? there is a plus side to that. it is to say, would you rather not known that person like would you so so they 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 passed away it's it's a chance now to either be sad or to celebrate the fact that you knew that person
1: and that you're still alive
2: and that and that you got a chance to be around someone that that you got that chance and that opportunity. And that's the way I look at things. And when I started doing that because of things like the law of attraction and along, you know, this thing called the secret, all that kind of stuff, that kind of thinking. Once I started doing that, like I didn't just go 100 percent that way and be like, this is life. Like I really tested it. I was like, "Okay, I'm going to 100 percent for the next six months of my life. Think positive about everything. Every single thing. Smile about everything. Be nice to everyone. Every single person I see, I'm going to say this is the best day of my life. To everything, okay? Yeah. And all of a sudden, life changed just like that. So I was like, this is a real thing. This is an absolute real thing. And anyone, anyone can change their life just by simply thinking, rethinking it. And your mind is a muscle. Your brain is a muscle. Everything gets taught. So once you start looking at the bright side of things for long enough and teaching yourself to do that, you stop having to try to do it. It just happens. And now like with me, yeah, I'm a human and shit happens. But if someone fucking cuts me off in the middle of the road, I'm not going to go, fuck you, motherfucker. No, I'm going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. we're good. I like I don't see things like that. And that my message is that it's so simple. Like, it's very easy. And like a quote that I live by is like, there's no such thing as hard. Some things just take longer. Like, there is no such thing as hard in this world. If Someone else has done it. You can do it, too. Plain and simple. And it might just take longer for you to do it, and some things might take less time, some things might take more time. But there's no such thing as hard. Everything is doable. Everything's achievable. Everything's easy. And once you start looking at life like that, the red carpet rolls out, and it's like anything you want will happen, anything at all. And like there's magic. There's magic in the air in this world. So many people want to deny it and like close that door, but it's not faith. It's not like this. This hope or faith. It's just completely knowing. There's not like a doubt in my mind that there's like magic going on. So I like to make sure that I use that magic. Yeah. Yeah. So oh that's, that's kind of that's the, the message that my music like brings to people, which is that a song like We Do This Shit, which is about like partying, right? Like <clears throat> that song is one of my biggest songs right now. But when I meet kids that listen to me that they're not going to be like yo we do this shit that's the best song ever they're going to be like yo man that one like mentality reality one of these songs that i have or something like that or your book like that's what i get talked to you spoken about the most is like my book like people Tell were touched by that yeah well my first book did I Ever wake up it's like a step-by-step guide on how to make your life a dream it's 10 chapters and it's 10 different things that i use to get to where i'm at and to get my mind to where i'm at and it, it dives a little bit into my life, some of the things we've been talking about today. Um, but it totally changed my life. Like, I have I still, to this day, like, I go on tour and I make, like, tour money. But I've never made a dollar off of my music, ever. Really? I only make money off my books, basically. Oh,
1: my, where can we find your books?
2: Modsun.com. Modsun.com.
1: I know. It's and, like, Barnes is- &
2: Noble is trying to pick up my book. And, um, like, it's a, it's a Times fucking bestseller.
1: It is? Yeah. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Sold thirty five
2: thousand plus copies of this book. Like, oh
1: my god!
2: <clears throat> so it's done. Brett, it's calm done. Down. Okay, sorry. Go <laughs> it's done amazing things for me, and 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 so people pulled that for me, and it's totally, it, it's um, it's kind of like the opposite of what people love Jim Morrison for, which like Jim Morrison was a poet, and when he died, he wanted to be known as a poet and taken seriously. But the fact that he was, like, this, like, gorgeous man that everyone loved, they looked at him as, like, a sex symbol and never listened to his words. And I'm fortunate enough to be this sexy.
1: Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
2: fortunate enough that people, that people really, like, enjoy the words I say. And it's not at all, like, oh, my God, he's so... It's not like that. It's really, like, about the words and stuff. Yeah. And so that, I feel like very, very... um, I feel like I have my own... I feel like that's the reason why I've been able to make it as a rapper. Like, talking about happiness and positivity wasn't really a thing when I started. It, and now it kind of is. Like, I feel like I was, you know, part of that movement of making, like, hip-hop have kind of a positive note again, instead of so fucking, like, dark and nasty.
1: How do people find it? Like, what uh, what was the moment where, like, things shifted for you? Because
2: Well, I this very crazy thing that not a lot of people know about but um rolling stone like one year into my career basically as mod son rolling stone chose me as one of the top eight best like unsigned artists in in the country or whatever and so i was in like five issues of rolling stone and got like a ton of coverage from that and that's kind of where it all started was that because i was like the only rapper in this whole little like competition shit for it and it was like my music was way way different than what it is now just of talking of terms like i didn't know how to rap really and it was like really really happy music like
1: i was i listened to all of that and it was like some it seemed like some was like poppy stuff but it still was it was still great yeah it was like still you're a master but then it like transitioned to this other thing right
2: right it's been a it's been a long um i didn't know what i was doing at first at all and i think that's also like a great part of my story is that it wasn't like, if I, if I were to continue playing music as a band and then a band that I was in now blew up or something it was doing really well, you'd, like, look back and be like, okay, well, he's been playing drums his whole life. Like, he's bound to do something. Like, I didn't start rapping until the first song that I released. There wasn't, like, songs prior to that. There wasn't me sitting, writing rhymes. It was literally the first time I rhymed and wrote a rhyme and recorded it and rapped ever in my life. I released that song. It was my first song I've released.
1: Which one was that?
2: It's called Too Bad You Don't Live By Me.
1: <laughs> Who is that about? What uh, about, about me? Uh,
2: yeah. How did you even know? I, it is foreseen. I can't believe you. Yeah, I know it's in there.
1: Um, oh my god, you shouldn't be in a relationship. I feel like <laughs> you can't be tamed. You have too much stuff you have I, to do. You I, don't, you don't I
2: want. do. I do have a lot of things to do, and that that's so cool. That's why I, I enjoy getting older too, because I feel like um, if I did go at any time, like I've definitely never never took like a vacation yet. So,
1: do you feel like? I mean, do you do you have any? Uh, like oh god haters or like do you have like people who give you shit and like oh
2: my god so many less now but when i started like i was the odd man out in hip-hop because i was really good friends with a lot of tastemakers in hip-hop because uh like a blog called two dope boys for instance which is like a huge hip-hop blog and they only post like huge artists and shit like that and they would post, like, my first shit, right? And it would just be flooded of, like, what the fuck is this? And it was, like, my first project was called, like, Hippie Hop, one of my first projects. And so, like, from there, it was literally just, like, what the fuck is this? Because, like, I, me having a rap song called Happy as Fuck, right? Yeah. Like, that was not a thing five years ago. That That was, like, very laughable, very, like, a target to make fun of me, you know? And so I got that. And, like, the best thing is... Like, there's this quote that's so true, and it's, it's just that you can learn more from a critique than a compliment. And I still, to this day, read all y'all YouTube comments, YouTube. all y'all fucking tweets. Yes, of course. And it's made me better a lot of times.
1: But they're not critiquing. I feel like they're not critiquing, and they're like...
2: But a, a lot of times it has, because like I said, really? I didn't know what I was doing. So I would look at these YouTube comments and there'd be like real like r- hip hop heads listening to my shit and leave a comment. And I'd be like, oh shit, you probably know more about rap than me. Maybe oh, you're right. God, yeah. And I would like, and I would like, because I record all my own music. This is what I look like when I'm recording all my shit. It's like me sitting in front of a mic next to the computer hitting space bar. Like I've recorded every song of mine up until now. Used to record all my beats like and everything. So I had a lot of time to practice. And a lot of times those comments... That were telling me like why I was shitty, I would use that and be like, okay, focus on getting better at this, and it would make me better.
1: Yeah. God, I got one negative comment the other day, and I was like, I'm gonna kill myself.
2: I know it's <laughs> so, really it's really challenging, but like, <laughs> but like, but but there's there's a whole beauty in someone
1: taking the time to like,
2: well, just what they're saying could possibly be trying to help you in like the most turnabout way. It really. Oh no, could. You should,
1: it's guys, just being like. That thirsty because bi- I am flirty with you and they're like she was trying to suck his dick the entire interview and I'm like was I was I I think I was having a conversation <laughs> or they're like she's so irritating she says oh my god too much I hate her voice who is that fun- fun- wow I-, I can already I-, I can already feel the hate the internet in. yo
2: the internet is pretty crazy I'm I'm very lucky That's that what- I don't have like like there's like two there's a like two <laughs> there's two things I can't stand like the thing where like you post picture of yourself and every comment's like daddy like I can't fucking stand that what
1: are you ta- what does that I'm mean I'm so
2: happy you haven't seen that I don't on even the know- internet school like- me
1: I don't even know okay
2: Why like did you tell every me this, girl every like internet girl calls like their favorite artist like daddy you don't what? know about this no all? where have i been does anyone else in this room know about this shit okay right you, guys you don't even are, know you guys are not on the internet no, don't tell lie me.
0: no i'm in my brain searching. no just
2: just like all the girls girls will like you post it like let's say they go to their favorite artists like instagram and it's a picture of them and they're like daddy that's all they write and like that shit just like drives me crazy um I'm not one of those people that have that, so you don't have to look to my comments to see that. But if you go anywhere else, you'll see that.
1: I'll leave a comment on your page. It says daddy. Or
2: mom. They do that too to the chick. Mom.
1: They mom. do? That's yeah. gross.
2: Well, it's like girls doing it to their girl favorite artist. Oh. I don't know. There's these artists out there that have like these really like weird cult, like my, my, my best friend in the whole world, basically, Black Bear. His, like...
1: <gasps> oh, I yeah. don't know if I can say this. He's, what? On, he's on Raya. I think I saw him on Raya. What's Raya? On that dating app. He's on oh. that highbrow date again.
2: <laughs> oh, is that the one that you pay for? That's like only like... Um, I don't pay for
1: it. He shouldn't pay for it either. But isn't it
2: only like ex- people of a certain status?
1: It's is it like, that one? Well, you could easily be on it now. But I, I don't like this app. I delete it. Then I download it again when I'm bored and want to look at uh, see what's out there. Yeah. Um, but it's not for me. Um, cool. But yeah, anyway. I've seen <laughs> him on there. I was like, oh, God! oh no.
2: Oh, shit. Yo, it probably was a... It might have been a fake Black Bear, but... No. Okay, it's so no. a real one. Well, Black Bear, you just got fucking out dog. That's Oh, sorry. Hit up Alexi. So, no, I mean, no, I don't want you to. The, I think his, you're great. Swipe right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He's going to hate me now. I think he's
1: very <laughs> handsome. I, I don't think I'm this type either. He um,
2: is. Okay, he is... Okay. <laughs>
1: Wait, what were we talking about? It's one of my
2: best friends. He's everybody. Everybody out there listens to Blackbird now. I feel like anyway, so it's all good. So
1: they're all like dad, and he's available online sometimes. Maybe he has a girlfriend now, and he's not on there. This was a while ago, but I remember yeah,
2: he does. He has a couple girlfriends now. Oh my! Now you're
1: fucking. Blowing. Bl- 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 what as they say? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm bigging him up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but okay. So what the? What were you talking about? You're like he's your friend. <sighs> Um, listen we're losing steam but we got a few more things his, to oh time. we're not Time's losing on. steam okay got, wake we're up good.
2: we're good oh,
1: wake up baby Brett.
2: i ain't got nowhere i'm oh, good man. i'm good i'm good we just got started
1: what should i ask him by the way you know me. well i can
2: tell you something great okay. i have a new album coming out that i worked really 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 hard on what, what's it's it called? gonna be amazing i can't say that yet. you
1: can't oh my god
2: i wish i could but but um oh. but yeah there's a lot of hints out there as to what it's called but i worked really hard and i actually just finished it Last night, Slash at 6 a.m. this morning. Like, you did? Just, like, turned it all in. Like, it's done. I, like, I can't do anymore to it. It's, like, turned in, wrapped up.
1: It's turned in. Yeah. It's wrapped up. I am yeah. such a square... Uh, He's turned in the album. Yeah,
2: yeah. I turned it <laughs> in. It's wrapped up. And so, like, I'm very... It, it was a really long journey. Like, I made, like, 400-plus songs for this album. You
1: did? And there's
2: 10 on the album, yeah. What? So I, I, like, really, really... Winded it down, made it the best I possibly could. Went on this. Last, I thought it was completely done. Went on this tour with Kels. Kels was like, "No, no, no, no. You need to do better, better, better." Came home for the last two weeks, did better. Stayed up literally for the last two weeks in my house, just like going crazy. Finished it. It's all turned in, so it's coming soon. I've been telling everyone about it, but I have amazing songs on it that I'm so excited about. What
1: is it all about? Why is this better? Why do you it's, think it's better?
2: Well, it's slightly conceptual okay so there's somewhat of a story to it but not overboard where it feels like i'm trying to be pink floyd or some shit um so there's slightly a story to it and um the the few features on it are incredible and
1: oh you can't tell me
2: no i can yeah tell i can't shit i can just say who cares yeah um Nobody's my th- friend nash or g nash who has that song i hate you i love is you is
1: he on raya also
2: what Just oh this app, with this
1: app <laughs> yeah called- no
2: he's not he's madly in love with his like high school sweetheart still. So oh, shout out nash um <laughs> um Blackberry's on it mike posner's on it um
1: think mike posner's on raya also i'm like just blowing up everybody on raya
2: that could be that could listen if they're on it it's not like shit it's like the world knows then
1: wait but hold on but doesn't mike posner have that song where he goes i went on tour with avicii he gave me a pill yeah 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 yeah
2: yeah it goes i took
1: a pill in beezer. oh yeah and then maybe show avicii i was cool and then it made me
2: he's amazing mike posner is one of one of um i we we worked on well i have a
1: I have to tell you. I have a book. Pop. Keep, oh, yeah! Tell, tell me your thing. No, keep I'm interviewing coming. you. I'm like, I'm like, let me keep talk coming. now. No, keep, keep coming. But it made me not want to be in love with Mike Poster because I thought. He seems like he's not uh, stable, and uh, I feel like I can't trust him. Based, on, I was like, I think he's not ready to settle down with me. When I listen to this, wow,
2: song. I love, I love your um, your outlook <laughs> on on songs that I you're was listening like, to. I was like, he's go real deep.
1: I was like, he didn't even want to take the pill. He's a people pleaser taking some pill to please Avicii, and he's on tour. He's abandoning me anyway. How are okay, we gonna make can this I work? Tell you, can I tell you the yes. beauty of
2: that song? Okay. I want to do a little background of it. He wrote that. So Mike Posner, yeah. huge artist. That song came out. You think you're cooler than me. He got to and hey, you remember that one?
1: I don't. This is about just, you. I had but your yeah.
2: shades, blah blah blah. Yeah. Big song. Um, he thought his like career was done. This was like five years ago. No, this is like fucking eight years ago. Thought his career was done. He was like over it. He so, he's he's very well off. He's a big songwriter as well. He like sold all his shit, bought an RV, went on a like six month long excursion, just writing songs in his RV and releasing them acoustically. He released that song, which is. A very sad song. He's like, I'm just a pop star that people forgot that the one we're talking about, the yeah. took a pill one. Yeah. Um, he wrote that about his career being over on an acoustic guitar. Oh. Wow. Just acoustic released it. And then two DJs from Sweden, I believe, picked it up, remixed it, took the song, turned it into a hit. And he, his whole career was revived off of a song that he made about his career being dead. Oh, my goodness. Pretty beautiful. pretty beautiful. beautiful. Hey. And he's one of my very good friends. I own, I own a book publishing company called Universe Publishing, Y-O-U, Universe. And we're releasing a poetry book of his that he's, like, one of my favorite. Like, he is extremely intelligent.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he's intelligent. Well, now I'm sold. All right. Yeah,
2: he is emotionally very, very strange person. He's and not I love available? That.
1: Is he not? Is he emotionally unavailable to no, my I
2: love? No, I, I think that he's emotionally. Emotionally available. He's just a character. 100. He's um, he's like a reptilian. Never, like me.
1: never did I imagine I'd be talking about my love possibility with, with Mike Posner. Mike Posner.
2: Shout out Mike Posner. Never. I've never,
1: no, I've never <laughs> thought about him this much in my entire life, except for that one drive, that one day when I really analyzed the song. I know. Zaman well, Riot. now
2: you're gonna listen to it a whole other way and like be in love. I have
1: an appreciation and a general. I love everybody. Actually, I think there it's, you it's go. whether or not I like people. You know. Sometimes, oh, right. So, oh, what kind of books do you publish on you, Niverse?
2: Um, well, we did Riff Raff's poetry book.
1: You did? Riff Raff has a (laughs) poetry book? It's called
2: Neon Vibes and it's got a hologram cover on the front and it is all poems that Riff Raff would text to me late at night.
1: Are you, how did you meet, so how did you meet Machine Gun Kelly and Riff Raff and how did you meet all these people who embraced you? I'm a
2: social butterfly and I am the one person that walks into every room and says hello to every single person and has no disregard of any of that. I just literally feel like it's better for me to say hello and- um, I'm like a really nice guy and pretty fun to hang out with. I know, with. you seem great. <laughs> and, I'm sold, yeah. And, and, and I have like, my whole thing is that back in the day, um, how they judge cool was just by if you had something to say or not and I like to feel like I could literally get in on any conversation and like uh, apply myself to it. And so I think that just makes me a little more interesting than most people that people like that meet. So yeah. I know I know a lot of um, like of those kind of people because I feel like they don't they don't have enough Peers that are like them, like Machine Gun Kelly, he is one of like the most like poetic and artistic people I've ever met. But he's like from the hood and doesn't have like any friends that are like me, like myself. Yeah, that'll go out to the desert with them at fucking four in the morning and take acid and stare at the stars and talk about life, right? Yeah, <clears throat> he came from the hood and they didn't do that, so like I think that's why I have. Gravitated to a lot of people like that, that because they don't have you know many artists in their life that are similar to that. Like I think riff rap, like everyone knows who riff rap is, but I think that if Andy, like I, I always judge this. Like if Warhol was alive, would he want you at the factory? Riff rap would be at the fucking factory without a doubt. Like he would be in there.
1: Would I be at the factory?
2: Probably, I, yeah. mean, I
1: might be on the list to keep I, me I out. Think, I, I think, they might be like, oh, I think
2: you'd fit in great. Actually, yeah, they're for like sure. she's wearing a
1: black turtleneck, but yeah, that doesn't mean we want her in here.
2: She's Edie. <laughs> oh
1: God, I used to love Edie Sedgwick. Is, oh my God, She is
2: idol status. My
1: to mom me. was so worried when I was so fascinated by Edie Sedgwick because I think yeah I was like 15 and, and I started doing speed yeah, yeah, to yeah, be I'm really the, skinny. Uh, oh. Not anymore. Oh, here's a question though. So You seem <laughs> very. There's more to the
2: story. There's you, more. There's to, so much more. Let's peel these layers back. This is
1: about you though. you and. And my boyfriend, Mike Posner, whoever he is, um, whatever. I'm just, oh, God. Um, so, okay. So it seems like you're thinking deeply. Yes. You're searching. You're creative. You're part of the conversation. You're generating all this stuff. You seem yeah. like you're, like, into consciousness or, like, I don't know. I Do not you meditate at all? Did you already say you did or didn't?
2: I do. Yeah, I just do it in, like, a different way. It's not like me sitting, like, yeah. saying, like, a mantra. But uh, I'm always in my head like talking to myself me too always Uh, i'm glad i'm glad i can't turn it off i'd be thinking sometimes it's like fuck what if someday the voice just like shuts up
1: but is that why the alcohol because here's what i I wonder about sometimes i think if i smoke pot which i don't do really well with pot i like like whatever i'm uh, like cbd kind of pot where it's like it's a body hand i feel like i'm being hugged by a cloud and it's not like i can't take the like stuff that make me paranoid because my brain is just always going yeah with alcohol, though, when you say you can't, you're glad you can't turn it off, don't you think that's what, like, alcohol is, is alco- alcohol and weed, is it dangerous because it's not about consciousness because it's about, like, quieting the voices in your head? Is that, like, a dangerous thing? I like, I, I get psychedelics, I get mind expansive drugs and trying right. to, like, tap into that and, like, see, like, you know, what happens after death or, like, open up the aperture and, like, be like, because mm-hmm. we only see this much and let's see this much. I get that. Yeah. And you, but I'm so enthralled and like interested in your mind. I love how curious you are and how like you have all this energy and you're like, and you, but you say you drink and you smoke a lot. So tell me about that because it seems like it might be a contradiction or dangerous or it seems like you're smarter than doing that, but I don't want to judge it. I don't want to judge it.
2: No, 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 no. It's like the smoking thing, the smoking thing is all smoke until the day I die. Like, smoke, like I was, I was. A completely different person. So smart started smoking weed. I was stubborn. I played sports when I was younger. Sports are like uh, now. I'm I'm not being judgmental, but just as in, um, a, a, a objection or a uh, you were a job an objection. Uh, I'm trying to say someone that's just um, uh, watching the world.
1: You're noticing something. Tell me yes. what you noticed. As
2: someone that's just watching the world from the outside, sports and children like. Being pushed into playing sports as like, yeah, that's a great way for you to meet friends and learn things. Um, all it teaches to me in general is competition. Oh wow! And it even turns your team into your competition because you want to be the best on the team. So it turned. I was a completely different kid because I would play all these sports and I would like want to be the best on the team, and then. I like my mom would be there but i'd be looking at everyone else's like dad figures right and i'm like a kid looking for my dad figure and i'd like look at the other dads in the crowd and like want to impress them over them liking their kids so i'd like make everything a competition and i think that's what sports does for a lot of kids growing up and i think that that is not the best thing except sports like tennis where it's you against that golf stuff like that where it's one and one if you lose it's your fault if you win it's your fault and that's it when you're on like this team thing it's weird so i was super stubborn like not a good kid really like mad at the world and i started smoking weed and it changed my life and it made me just completely like because if i would if i would do something that i didn't like like if i would get really mad and yell at someone um i would feel bad about it later right i'm just that kind of person smoking weed i would smoke weed and be like don't do that i would know before I did it, not to do it, I'd kind of see what I would feel like if I did something. So we like saved my life completely and turned me into who I am now. Alcohol, uh, there's like a bad, um, there's like a bad kind of alcohol trail in my family. Whereas my mom and my father are like love the taste of alcohol. I don't even like the taste of alcohol. No, you don't, I be- kind of despise the taste of alcohol, but I'm so influenced by like Charles Bukowski. Jim Morrison. Yeah, yeah. You probably hate Charles Bukowski, or do you? No, not?
1: I love. I mean, I like anybody. He I'm, talked
2: really bad about women. That's the only reason. Oh, say I'm that. not even thinking about that. Okay. But, um, good to know. He yeah, did. Yeah. He definitely did. He was like a chauvinistic motherfucker. No, but no,
1: nobody's worse than my dad. But, so gone. Okay. Yeah, okay. Keep
2: going. <laughs> the layers of peeling. Okay, that okay. Um, i'm so influenced by those people who literally talked about alcohol as being like the like medicine for their madness that i'm like in my head tricked myself into like wanting to see myself sitting at a bar smoking a cigarette drinking a glass of whiskey yeah. and and i look at that as like intelligent and like a piece of like being a poet and being like a introspective person is like that idea of you like alone on new year's sitting at a bar smoking a cigarette drinking whiskey like that to me is like beautiful for some reason yeah and thus that like kind of propels me to like drinking
1: you are a romantic yeah
2: oh my god yeah i totally am i told you i was raised by two women so it's like it's all sensitivity when i watched the when i watched fucking the movie the stepmom or stepmom like when i was a little kid that was one of the first movies i like saw with my mom and my family, or my mom, and my sister, at the movie theater, and I remember like getting like teary- teary-eyed, like in it. And I was a little kid, and I was like, "Why is this happening?" Like, because a lot of people can't can't relate to a character. Yeah. A lot of people in this world can't watch a movie and like feel something. Like, like okay, my my ex-girl, we'd watch a movie, and I'd like still to this day I do this. I like get teary-eyed if it's like a deep part of a movie, and she like laughs at me, like, "What the fuck? Like, are you serious right now?" Aww. And like some people can't can't put themselves in other people's positions and feel and i just have that deep inside me and so like that's where a lot of like the romance and sensitivity and that introspective thing come from because i can really think about like when I see an old guy like like last night I was out to eat and I saw this old guy like sitting like I'm talking like old like nine year old dude and we're at this this restaurant that jazz was playing and he are just sitting there with a glass of wine and like no one in the no one in the restaurant's watching this, this group at all play jazz. And every time they finished up a song, he'd be the <laughs> only one clapping and sitting there and I was just like sitting there just like oh my God like this is so like I wish I was him. Yeah. You know?
1: You might be him. Yeah. One day you could turn into him.
2: Oh I will. I know it. Just, Alone at the jazz bar.
1: <laughs> I just... Uh, oh God! Do you ever? Do you ever have people? I can imagine. Maybe nobody says this to you, but do you ever people say to you, uh, "You think too much. You think, or you, or you need to calm down, or you think too much." Right. Yeah. Do you have you had people say that to you? Oh fuck yeah! I can't fucking stand that. I think that that's so irritating. I think because uh, well, it happens to me all the time, and I I'm just gonna go off on one thing right now, where I just feel like. I don't like when people tell me, comment on who I am. And yeah. I wonder if this ever happens to you. When they, when they go, oh, you're this or you're that. And they try to like figure me out and tell me who I am and put me in a box. Or when they go, you think too much, you need to calm down. Because I think that uh, it's just because I have the ability to put words to all the thoughts that are going on in my head and I want to like uh, just express how I'm feeling, and most people can't do that. Most people don't like communicating and they don't know how to process information or how to like, anyway, I don't know. And I'm I rambling. think that's
2: the best part about you.
1: What, rambling?
2: The fact that you have a way to express what's going on inside your head. Because I can see that and I can also see you like you're trying to think as fast as your mind is it's
1: hard Sometimes i'm <laughs> thinking so much like... do you have that where you're thinking so much you can't even get it out your mouth so well like, like
2: yeah but but the reason that it is with me is because the voice inside my head is so much more intelligent than the voice me too that, that you hear. do you see
1: i just gave up i was trying to make that some <laughs> like, kind of thing
2: i'm so like the voice like oh my i God. give all the credit like i don't even the one time i was sitting like in the basement with my mom a long time ago and she like turned off the tv and was totally silent i was like what's going on in your head right now And she's like nothing i was like come on like you can you can do that? Like, there's Maybe, nothing going on. Probably like, nothing. Nothing's going on. Oh, my God. It's completely, like, pitch black. I was like, God. Like, that must feel amazing. But then at the same time, it's like, people that can chill out and just sit there and, like, relax. Like, I can't go home yeah. and be like, I'm going to relax tonight and just watch a movie. Like, I'll sit there, be, like, doing this. And then my mind will go to something else. And I'll be like, oh, got to write yeah. this down. Oh, got to do oh this gosh. tomorrow. And it's like, I'm still relaxing watching the movie. But I can't just sit there and not do something. Yeah. And that's why it's great to have a lot of outlets, like, Like, for me, it's like I can run from a painting to my studio to a typewriter to clothing to whatever could
1: you and maybe you couldn't date someone like you because i'll go on dates with people whose mind works the way i do where they're commenting they're like uh like this and i go holy shit this is exhausting there's only room for one of us but at the same time i need to be but then on the other aspect of on the other side of it i get so bored by people i go i'd rather be alone i love being alone i love making you know writing i write to making shit all this whatever i'm glad i have this outlet where i get to talk to some new person I've never met yeah uh you know and like just go off for 2 hours or whatever the- some You're- of
2: the best conversations that way talking to a stranger
1: so would you want to be with somebody who whose mind works like yours or would you just fucking
2: um, your head would explode I'd like to meet them first yeah, I'd like okay. to meet one person that I feel like is like is like the same way I am but but I found out recently like like uh I never went to like therapists or, or quote unquote shrinks i don't know the fucking correct terminology. now Ther- therap- psychiatrist therapist or- is
1: somebody you talk to and then yeah. a psychiatrist uh yeah. is somebody who can prescribe like antidepressants okay
2: drugs. so therapist yeah. um what the fuck was i saying
1: uh meeting somebody who like is just like you they right right
2: like? right i um i did meet someone not long ago that i spent a lot of time with that had been going to therapists their whole life And then once they knew a lot about my life, started telling me why I was the way I was because they could like pick up from the past things I've never done before. And like a lot of it was pretty true. And I just always decided not to look at it, you know, like trust issues stem from, you know, your parents being divorced at a young age and like you learn like you basically like in my in my growing up, like I grew up on a farm with my mom and my father were still together until I was four. And like my first initial um, witnessing of love would be that it's not real. Right. Because my parents got divorced. My dad was cheating on my mom. It was fucking messy as fuck. It ruined both their lives. Right. So like my first outlook on love then would be that it's total bullshit. Not real. Right. So um, I never looked at any of that kind of shit and tried to like figure out why I was the way I am. But A lot of it can be kind of like boiled down to like saying why you are the way you are. Because, you know, when you're growing up, I was just thinking about this today. Like, why do people like touch so much? It's like when you're a baby, you're being held, you're being kissed, you're being cuddled, you're being told I love you. So like, dude, that's your first things in the world is being like held like a baby and being touched and comforted. So like that's obviously you're going into the world looking for that. Yeah. You know, it's weird things that that um, apply to your life that like when you're younger, made you who you are that i've chose to never look at and maybe i shouldn't shouldn't or you should not either because it kind of just makes things messy but you can figure out a lot of things by looking into your past especially like your first 10 years of life
1: yeah i want to know what brought you to the secret because you must have been at a point where you're like something's not working i need hope were you bummed were you like well every
2: everyone everyone when they watch the secret i've
1: watched it right everyone
2: when you watch it within the first 10 minutes like everyone that watches it for the first time says like oh i do this already Right. That's like the initial thing to say is because it's like a lot of talking about things, which is like what you what you think about is what you're asking for. Right. And think positive. I mean, that's like what it's saying at the beginning. Um, And a lot of people are just quick to be like, well, I already do this shit. And then when you finally go into it, it's like talking about how like it's an unbiased universe and things like saying I hope I never get another parking ticket again after you get a parking ticket is just you asking for a parking ticket because oh, yeah. you said to the universe, parking ticket, it's, it's, it's hearing you, the subject of what you're talking about. So whether or whether or not you say I don't want a parking ticket or I do want a parking ticket, it's hearing parking ticket. Here's the subject of what you're talking about and turns that into your desire. And that's like the big change in everything is when you finally learn like, oh shit, if I even like – something bad can happen but if i mention it or think about it i'm making it worse i'm perpetually going to make it worse no matter what and then you stop and like turn life into like kind of a way um less serious thing where you can just laugh about things and laugh them off kind of
1: well how did you get to the what, what were you where how did you stumble upon this thing where all of a sudden you're like like, were you at a low point? Were you, like,
2: yeah, pissed at Yeah, 100% like, like, low point. Like, as you're
1: changing your name, you, find, you stumble yeah. upon the secret. It's like something's there. Just looking at that maybe would make you right. go, like, is it about your dad? Like, you've so much... Well,
2: it's it's mostly... I, I guess a lot of... I was asked this the other day. It was like, why do you do the things you do? And one of the first things of the many that I said was, like, it's a form of revenge for me. Yeah. Because, um, like... Why in the specific time when I found the secret, I was in a band my whole life like the band that I was in throughout of all high school, doing everything for like setting us up with labels, getting us on tours, all this shit. I was planning on getting out of high school, going head first in the band, and that's it for the rest of my life. And like right after high school ended, they kicked me out of the band, like Why? ruthlessly. The band that I started, like kicked me out because they said I wasn't good enough. Okay. And from there, and just to add two years later both those people came back to me that kicked me out of that band and asked if they could join my movement that i'm doing now and work for me which i let them
1: you did (laughs) yes and one
2: out of the two let me down again but oh yeah good for the other one i love you out there um anyways so um it is like it, it was like a form of of revenge in the way that like i don't it being in a band i realized real quick as soon as i got kicked out that like it's again, it was like a team sport. Oh, yeah. And I needed to be in something that was just all my fault. If I get I, something I can't get kicked out of, first off, mm-hmm. <laughs> can't get kicked out of my own shit. And it needed to be my fault if I do good or my fault if I do bad, but no one else could tell me anything at all and it's mine and so when i found the secret it was like i just got kicked out of that band i was living in my mom's garage she was worried as fuck about me because i'd sit in this garage all day long smoking weed and like i'll never forget when i was sitting behind the drums right after i got kicked out i was like man i'm gonna be a singer and i was like sitting behind the drums playing drums and singing in the garage with headphones on loud as fuck singing and my mom came out and she goes i hope you're not planning on being a singer because oh, that sounded like shit oh, no. and i was like mom mom are you fucking kidding me i was like close that fucking door I was like, turn around, close that door. Don't ever say some shit like that to me again. Don't ever fucking say that. I'm so serious. I was so mad at her. Don't ever fucking say some shit like that to me again. Don't ever try to kill my dreams. I'm going to prove it to you. And like, boom. Now I'm like singing. Even though from that point, she did kind of turn me into to being a rapper because she said... You don't sound like a singer, oh, and I was like, in that moment, I was like, "Shit, well, we're rapping right now. We're just not rhyming. Like, we're rapping right now. Me and you, like, that's how your voice would sound on a rap song. Oh, this no. is how my voice would sound on a rap song. Your sounds way cuter. Yeah. No, I like Yours it. Is way I like it. Um, so so that kind of turned me to rap. But I was like, don't you ever fucking try to kill my dreams. So there is like a form of revenge behind it all. And the secret kind of showed me like, like you can create your own world. Nobody can tell you right or wrong once you know these these secrets. No one can tell you that you're right or wrong. It's just you. And you know what's up. And you know what's going on. And, like, it's your, it's your choice to go out and build your army for you or against you. So everyone I see it's like, hey, this is the best day of my life. What's up, motherfucker? How you doing?
1: But you seem competitive. With, you're competitive with yourself, though. Oh, because, God, yeah. And then also, when you, tell, you, when you tell me you wrote, like, however many songs, like, hundreds yeah. of songs, and you, like, whittled down to, like, you know, your ten strongest songs, you seem like you've created this, like, support system of, of people that you respect, that you Mm-hmm. Value their opinion. Yes. So that's like a weird kind of like, I don't know. It still it's seems really, kind of con- it's hard. it Seems like you're competitive with yourself, though. But it's all on, it's you're on your terms. It's not like sports, I guess. Yeah, but-
2: it's me against me, and it's me just making sure, like you know, a really good thing for everyone out there to take in and know is that like you, comparison is basically leading you down a path path of disaster. Like, don't compare yourself to anyone else. Your career is not someone else's. Your life is not someone else's. Your looks are not someone else's. Your style is not someone else's. Like, don't compare because you'll never get to the level that you want to be at. So I kind of just go against myself and try to be like, okay, like, I see where everyone's at. Like, some of my best friends that I came up with are literally, like, miles ahead of me in the game right now. And I see where I'm at. But I know that, like, I'm not making music saying, like... I popped a Zanny and I'm fucking this girl, blah, blah, blah. I don't make music like that. And it, had I be doing music like that, I could potentially be at fucking miles ahead of where I'm at. But I've stuck to what I came into this game to do, yeah. what I came in musically to do. I haven't changed to be relevant. And like, you know, I think that's part of the beauty in what I'm doing, too, is that if I was, was to compare myself to someone like, who the fuck what am I going to compare myself to? Yeah. like? definitely not like Kendrick Lamar, definitely not, you know, yeah. any of these other people. Like no one is I feel like doing what I'm doing. So
1: Have you gotten weird shit because you're a white rapper? Absolutely. I was wanting
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, but it, I have I have mentors and I understand that for sure. But I have like my mentors in this game um my only friends that rap that like I had friends for a, been friends with for a while is g and MGK. Okay? Okay. And, like, Kels, MGK, has taught me, like, there's no such thing as, like, this white rapper shit. Like, there's no such thing as that. You're either a rapper or you're not.
1: Oh, yeah, I like that. Good.
2: And he teaches me that because he's someone that, like I said, has, like, a totally incredible story behind what he does. And he's one of the best rappers in the world, plain and simple. And so he teaches me things like that. And G-Eazy has taught me things that are, like... There's walls in front of you that you're going to have to break down, and once you do break them down, you can kind of decide how you want to create the rest of your career, right? But there's going to be a bunch of walls in front of you, and once you break them down, you can own the world. Yeah. So they both have kind of taught me great things to watch and and learn from, so— but I definitely have gotten all angles of it.
1: I just had to ask. It seems it's an obvious question. It's like yeah. you know, we're talking about the internet. And yeah. People are mean. And it's like, yeah, right. I'm, I'm a girl I, who puts herself out there, so I get people being like, "What a thirsty bitch! She wants to suck that dude." Like, just like hard stuff. If I'm a girl who puts myself into the world, so I can only imagine if you put yourself out in the world, the obvious thing that that you might come up against would be like right. that. And how do you deal with right. it? And maybe that's inspiring for some younger guy who I think be, it's nice wants to do what you do.
2: Yeah, I definitely see like other like white rappers like get it way worse that they get it where it's like you know no credit given to them at all and some of them are really good um but yeah i i uh i think i just have a good outlook on it so know how to take it
1: when do you write music when when do you any time
2: no no i don't write i don't write lyrics unless like the music's on like lyrics to a song like i like poetry is the easiest thing in the world for me to do like i can write a poem at any time you give me like i have this one thing that I really love, that I worked on for a really long time, kind of since I was a kid, is that if I'm ever to put a pen to paper, I'll ju- it'll just start writing. There's no, like, me thinking about what I'm going to say or yeah. second-guessing myself. But the contrary, when I'm making lyrics and rap, it's, like, the end of the world. Like, every fucking word is, like, so important. And it takes me a really long time sometimes, and sometimes it takes me five minutes. It's, like, so... It's so fun, because it's so... Uh, you never know how it's going to go. Yeah. It's so it's such a mystery when you go into a song. I, I, d- I definitely have a different way of doing it now. I kind of just play the beat and put my headphones on and just be like no nah, 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 and, and and like hum to find a melody, you yeah. know? And then I'll find the melody and I'll be like nah, 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 okay that kind of sounds like maybe this word's like okay nah, 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 and then and then it'll it'll just start coming. And Tom Petty said this one thing that's really awesome. He was like once you start a song, it's going to tell you to go this way or this way. Okay? This way is the way that you just let the song write itself. This way is where you, where you second guess yourself. If you go this way to where you trust it, you'll always end up with a hit. If you let the song write itself, if you try to control the song and you go that way with it, you might end up with a good song, but it's never gonna be the one that, that people feel like to the core. If you let the song write itself, you'll always let them feel it.
1: Do you feel it's like magic? Because I've heard it's like the thing, it already exists, it's in mm-hmm. the ether, and it's just yours to like grab it and like channel it, you know? Yeah. How do you not? How do you not control it? What do you do for you? Do you just go, oh fuck! I'm trying to control it. Don't do it.
2: Yeah. But Bob Dylan said it best. He's they're like, how did you write these songs? Like years later, I asked him, like, how did you write all these fucking songs? He's like, I don't know. I just had the window open. Oh my god. You know, I, I yeah. always think about. I always think about like rap, especially because if you think about singing, right? Like a sentence, like, hey, I'm gonna sing a song. If you were to sing that, you could be like, hey. I'm going to sing a song. It could be a whole fucking verse with one sentence. Yeah, it could be a whole verse. It could be a whole verse, one sentence in a a song that you sing. Whereas rap, hey, I'm going to sing a song, lasts literally one second. Okay? We're talking about each rap song has like 500 plus words in it. Each singing song has about 40 or less words in it. Legitimately. So we're talking about a huge gap and how hard you have to work to fill up space in a rap song. Oh wow. Right? And I always think about like it's so funny to be a rapper and try to claim sentences as your own, like you wrote that rap. It's like you're never making up a word. Okay. Like all these words have been made up and all you're doing is placing them in an order. Like yeah. it's really not like you are saying something so fucking monumental. You're just taking words that that already exist and placing them together. Have you ever heard of William Burroughs? Do you know who that? Of
1: course. Are you okay. fucking how? Dare well, a lot of people out here. Like listen,
2: a lot of people listen. out here have no idea who fuck William who Burroughs. Who are you is.
1: hanging out with? Hang I'm saying a I lot of
2: people a, on the other side of this of, mic. Well, you
1: guys, exclusive. You're now learning all about listen, William Burroughs so, and Charles Bukowski. So, do you
2: know about William Burroughs' like writing technique? What do you do?
1: Not at all. No, no, okay. Kim, don't
2: tell me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what me. what he would do? I what do. he would do, and why William Burroughs was like one of the greatest. Poets of all time. He, don't started, do don't he started not do heroin. Don't do heroin. Or uh, bug powder. That was what he also was doing back then. Have yeah. you ever seen the movie Naked Lunch? Watch he, it.
1: He humped bug powder. What no, the fuck you no, talking
2: about? No, 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 no. Snorted, snorted bug powder. That's what they do back in the day. And like, there's a movie called Naked Lunch. One of his books was yeah. all about it it. Is one of his books called Naked Lunch? They turned into a movie. They would fucking do bug powder back in the day because when you had like roaches, they would they would come with a big fucking thing on their back full of powder and spray it into the walls and like there was these people that were, their job was to do that and they started taking it as a drug. That was, he wrote a lot of shit like that. Anyways, why he was so brilliant and started like this whole style of writings because what he would do is he would take two pieces of newspaper, okay, and he cut them into four down the center and sideways and then he'd take, One of the pages from down here and one from up here and put it together like this. Oh, yeah. So you'd read a paragraph that makes no fucking sense. I mean, total babble. And then all of a sudden you'd read this brilliant sentence that should have never happened because it's two different pages coming together. Yeah. And so like he was one of the only people that tapped into putting words together that will never stand next to each other. Like there are words in, in the English language that have never sat next to each other in a sentence. Right, that's like you and that's me in this room to, today, yeah. like the
1: people version of that. Go on,
0: yeah, okay, go. yeah. So he did what now? Go. Yeah.
2: So he would he would literally take random random sentences and put them together and make brilliance out of it. And I don't know how we got talking about that, but that's, that's like, a like word collage. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. I've so
1: had, I've had band boyfriends who have done that try to write lyrics.
2: Really. Well, it, was, it, was a dorky. it started from burrows. I mean, dorky like, yeah, band,
1: he wouldn't like the band.
2: Yo, now you know how Modest Mouse did it. People.
1: Not Modest Mouse, <laughs> an, an embarrassing band, A different jet, that band jet.
2: I don't know jet. exactly.
1: Okay, so oh, by the way, here's the most embarrassing thing I'm gonna ask you in this entire session. Cool. What does it mean to dip and dab? What is that all about? Dip and dab. I, I don't know. Like you're always thinking about. Like uh, you're not always doing anything actually ever. But uh, when you're like, I don't know what the slang means to to dab.
2: The like dab. Drugging. I don't say that. You,
1: drug use. It's like some kind of drug yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, that's, what does that, that mean?
2: No. Yeah. That's just like. What's
1: dipping and dabbing? Do you know
2: what wax is? Like for weed wax? Like a little.
1: No. School me. I'm a total. Okay, I'm, so, d- I'm very cool. But like, like Okay. Not. Okay.
2: Listen. <laughs> oh my there's god. There's this shit called dabbing. It's like it's like the most concentrated version of THC. Okay. Okay. And you light fucking blowtorch against metal until the metal is like red hot. You melt the wax on it, and you take a hit, and it, like, gets you high as fuck. It is not recommended by the hippie right here, my son. Please, you will. you'll t- It turns me into the anti-weed commercial girl that's, like, flattened out uh, on the couch. What?
0: Oh, yeah, I remember that. That's amazing. I look like, like no. the
2: flattened out girl on the couch. That's what I always say. It was the first time I ever felt like weed was a drug was when I took a dab. And I was like, yeah, I don't fuck with that shit. So, yeah, dab. Or else this is dab. What's that? (laughs) That's the dance. Dap, dap? (laughs) tap. Damn. That's that's the first time I've ever done that, too, by the
1: way. Oh my God. It's like Alexi goes Uh, to like hip hop college where I'm like, "Uh, tell me about the dipping and dabbing. Oh my God. So, can I hear
2: about this dipping and dabbing? I'm very interested.
1: Wait, where does one find DMT and should I do mushrooms? Do you like mushrooms? Yes. Stop yelling at me.
2: Mushroom tea, though. (gasps) Mushroom mushroom tea. tea. That's the best. Yeah. Like I said, I like to dip. Oh fuck off! My toes. Oh god! I like to dip my toes. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, mushroom god. tea is perfect because you can just take a sip and like kind of feel. I drank mushroom tea with my father on Thanksgiving. We made a song at five in the morning and then played Mario Kart.
1: Is he? He's a musician too? <laughs> no, he's not. It
2: was his first song he ever recorded. I'm gonna make him drop an album. His first album at 61 years old. It's gonna be legendary. His name on Instagram. Everyone is Delic underscore psycho, like psychedelic, but delic Ay, underscore yikes. psycho. Oh and I promise you will laugh your fucking ass. Off. I'm going to make him internet famous.
1: How do you... So now we know what dipping and dabbing's all about. Yeah. Now I've decided my post is not for me. Yeah. Um, how do you woo a girl? Like all your like conscious <laughs> thing, or I don't even know if you're that conscious, whatever. You're like searching, you're doing your thing, none of my business, but... Does this translate to your dating career? Like let's say you meet some girl on tour and like she – you know, you make out. You have sex. I don't know if you do this. Or if you're, but I I bet you – I know. He he, does. he just winked at me. Everybody can see <laughs> <laughs> But But uh, so let's say like – and then you just know like she's hooked. She's like, oh my god, I'm going to be the one. I'm going to change him. He's off in a store but I'm sure he's in love with me. And like she's like staring at the phone like just waiting. Like her hall of her self-worth is like wrapped up in you returning her like five texts with no response to All any right. of the five texts. I mean, are you conscious and mindful? Why am I using these words so much today? I just have to. We're so deep over here. So so deep in the love Alexis podcast. <laughs> um, the love Alexis podcast. Yeah, the love Alexis Alexa podcast. How do you woo a girl? How do you deal with women? Or is it just like, are you still just like, uh, are you responsible with your behavior and how you treat uh, the girls who you dip and dab in?
2: I'm very respectful, but I'm but I'm. Uh, <laughs> But I'm definitely like I don't use my phone like at all.
1: Oh my god. You don't I'm that's cr- that's convenient.
2: I just like don't I like I'm just in the moment a lot and I just like don't oh my do god. all that stuff.
1: Broken heart I can just see a trail of broken hearts uh, where oh god, do you think that happens?
2: Well, I I currently have a stalker, a really bad stalker. You do?
1: Wait, me? Yeah. Are you talking about me?
2: That listen, darling, I've been stalking you longer than you are stalking me. Oh, okay. that's nice. My have stalking you? started at six AM this morning. Okay.
1: <laughs> I know. I got that. You, you retweeted my uh, tweet about right. interviewing you, and then you
2: I'll, got a lot. You got a lot of questions.
1: I was like, I know. We have to. Uh, we, you know, we're gonna actually. We should do that. We oh, should do that. We should do that. Um, I know these followers. Mm-hmm. When did all these? You have so many followers. I'm actually yeah. really jealous and angry about it. How do well, this? How, how do I get all these followers?
2: Well, you know.
1: I know it'll you. Cost I, you. I oh, it'll cost you. It'll cost you
2: your soul. That's I, all. I don't know about Sell that. Sell your soul.
1: Um, but yeah. don't try to change the subject. though. So, like, how do you? um like tell girls I mean how do you woo a woman
2: um I'm looking at my well I like to think that that well if if I if it's like a a random person that doesn't that's never met me before that like i just meet out or something it's totally different than like meeting a girl at one of my shows or something oh that's
1: interesting yeah you know
2: what i'm saying because like if it's if it's someone that's at my show then i assume that they already know like a decent amount about me
1: does it make you respect them less or think it like no uh...
2: no not at all but it makes me at least think that they know what they're getting into
1: what are they getting into?
2: Well, I'm like a fucking wild hippie like from the seventies, like straight up. Like That's so, all I wanna know. Yeah. So like it's like wild. I'm wild as hell. I'm fun as fuck to be around, but I'm not like controlled by by like a uh, Hey, how you doing today? What's up? Like I don't do that shit. Like if we if, if I'm around and I see you, it's gonna be the best time ever. Yeah. But it's no like, hey, I miss you. Like none of that shit. No. Yeah. So I feel like they know what they're getting into. Now, if it's like a random girl that I meet out or something, um, you know, I really don't do that type of shit no more. I'm kind of just like, I don't
1: know. You're lying. <laughs> You're putting your best foot forward.
2: <laughs> I'm not at all. I could make myself sound really good, but I haven't tried at all today.
1: <laughs> God.
2: Yeah. So, it, it all. I, like I said, I, I like to think that they kind of know what they're getting into with me. You can kind of tell with just being around me for a few minutes, I feel like. I don't really like act like a different person ever.
1: I feel like my takeaway and all this is for the girls who are listening who are in love with you and I, I get I get the uh, I have the luxurious position of being able to talk to you yeah. get all the info that the girls want they can listen <laughs> to it they can live vicariously <laughs> through me but what I sense is it's nothing personal girls if you're lucky enough to have sex with him or yeah. he's lucky enough to have sex with you and you have experienced a moment that's what it is it's not personal if he doesn't ever talk to you ever again, but you're bigger than your in the world but not of the world. Okay? In the you world. Are, of
2: the world like you, that,
1: you're yeah. not you're in the world but not of the world. You are on your journey, you're on your path, you got shit to do, you got a lot of energy, mm-hmm. uh, and you're off on your own trip. Like I don't even know I wouldn't even trust you thinking you could be in a relationship.
2: Mm-hmm. Very, true, very. I don't
1: even think you thinking you want to be or could be even as beautiful as this girl is, whose Instagram I you know st- not stalked <laughs> but looked at. Like where I was like, oh my god, this beauty place. I gotta go to that. Be- her skin I is can't a I can't flirt- even.
2: I can't even stalk her anymore. She blocked me.
1: She did. Yeah, you said you're talking. To block her you. You said oh wait, there-
2: I'm unblocked now. That's right. I'm unblocked. She's
1: you are talking. Unblocked. Okay, I'm well, this is getting real, real. I'm back. Here, um, I'm,
2: ba- I'm, I'm, I'm I'm unblocked. Stay away
1: yeah. from girl. I want to be friends with her. I actually want to learn how to be as beautiful. She's so. She does exercise. Anyway, whatever. I'm yeah, just saying. Like, sure. uh, you're not. You're not meant. Yeah, she's great. But you're not meant to be confined
2: yeah well so i'm working i'm working on it i, I definitely don't want to because um, i don't want to die alone and i want to have a kid how do you think Some you're gonna fight.
1: when do you think you will die
2: well i used to want to live forever and if they made a pillow i would take it to live forever the first pillow i would ever take i always said would be the one to live forever
1: you take that pill
2: with your next boyfriend mike p um i don't know now now it's like um I've still never thought about getting old except that I would be, like, the most stylish grandpa ever. That's what I always think about. I would be the most fucking stylish grandpa ever, like, still crazy as fuck. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I was actually already—I've already done a thing where I was supposed to disappear for, like, ten years. And then I chickened out right before it was supposed to happen. But I went to Paris and, like, I I paid a bunch of money and did this whole thing where you, like— Get picked up at this place in Paris, and they take you to an island for ten years. What? And you go off the grid completely. What the hell are you and talking? Disappear. Yeah, I was gonna go and like disappear. I didn't tell my mom or anyone. I was Wait, just what is disappear. this?
1: What is this? Yeah. What are you talking about? Where'd you find this on the dark web? I don't no, know.
2: No, I found this because there's there's a conspiracy that Jim Morrison never died, and it was all went down in Paris. And um, there's a conspiracy that he like did this kind of thing too. So I like really looked into it, and then I found this bar um, right across from where he was living in Paris. And they took me into like the deep underground of Paris, like in the catacombs and shit to meet up with this like group of people that were about to do this, and the catacombs, by the way, like the caves underneath the city of paris were very very, very scary um and I was about to go disappear for ten years. I paid like a shitload of money to do it, and then I backed out right before I was going to do it. My friend Blackberry was with me Blackberry? Well. black bear
1: oh black bear, yeah. oh my boyfriend, my yeah, other boyfriend my other boyfriend. Aww, he black was Berry. with
2: me and um and yeah he didn't talk to me for like six months after that because he found out that I was gonna like disappear and shit it was weird
1: you'd think he would talk to you more because he would be so afraid you might disappear and he wouldn't well get he was to like
2: thinking how fucked up it was that I like brought him with me to Paris and then like I left I was like leaving him like a pamphlet of all like the things I wanted to get- have done while I was gone <laughs> oh my god
1: no one good thing yeah don't don't fall in love with a girl and let her fall in yeah, love with you she'll, yeah. she'll be left uh, well, alone yeah. and confused so that's
2: exactly right so I might disappear again but but uh but if I, I, I do have, like me and Kels have done all sorts. Of, yeah. My nose can is can running too. We, my, yeah,
1: don't look, don't look. Leg. No, no, but I feel like your nose is running, right? No. Oh, my can head. you tell
2: me this? Why is your nose run and your feet smell?
1: I don't know. Tell me.
2: <laughs> you get it? Wait, why why does my, your nose oh, run Yeah, you're so your feet right. smell?
1: Oh my God. What's up with
2: that, man? That's weird shit. <laughs> what,
1: a, what a weird aside. That yeah. was like such a sweet non-sequitur.
2: I know. That was, uh, that's it's, my dad jokes and me coming out. So
1: the catacombs, so you're, yeah, okay.
2: Yeah. Ugh. Very scary. So like, I don't know, I might do that at some point in my life so now you'll never know too if I just disappeared well
1: dead. now but I know actually you just fucking gave it away maybe
2: but maybe it'll just confuse it more
1: let me read this thing though I have to read yeah, to read. Some okay, things. because about men who put work first and have a lot to do Oh wow. this one man I'm not going to say his name because he said don't say his name but he, I asked him about love and, and relationships and career and what, what he thinks is uh, important oh god maybe he's already deleted it oh god oh whatever oh you have to listen to this you have to. I know you're like we're losing. We're losing steam.
2: No, we're I mean, not. We're gaining steam.
1: He's just uh, he's currently trying to hang himself. <laughs> I'm
2: not. Uh, I, I wish we could smoke some weed in here, though.
1: Here, give, me a, a no. give me a free <laughs> I mean, do you have weed? but we, we can't.
2: Yeah, of course. Um, I grow weed in my hair. Do you? Yeah, it's just I've been here always. Can you believe all this hair fit inside my head at one point?
1: This is too much. Oh, he okay. So hold on. All right, all right. He goes. This person said this to me, and I feel like this could be your answer, and maybe potentially mine, because I feel like I want to tap into my masculinity, and I'm so sick of like thinking love will complete me. It's so exhausting, because it's like might never happen, and it's like, I, I like men. You're really
2: looking for love, huh?
1: No, it's just something that fast. I feel like finding happiness in career mm-hmm. and finding happiness in love, are that that's like that's completion, right? That's it. But I feel like men have this luxurious way of living where they don't lead with emotion. They lead. They're more logical. They put work first. Mm-hmm. Whereas women, I mean, I'm being, I'm generalizing. Do this fucking irritating thing where like they'll put men first. They lead with emotion. They don't rise to their their potential because they're too busy thinking about like, is a man gonna love me? Oh, I need to have a baby or about all this shit. And it's like fuck. Like, I wanna. Yeah. tap into my masculinity and be like that so this guy who I think you will relate to and maybe tell me if you feel this way he goes the meaning of life for me is work not love, a controversial stance to many not that they're mutually exclusive but I value love deeply but I value my work deeply love comes and goes, work is an anchor and work for me is my way of absorbing as much of the universe as I'm capable of creating the most I can, something from nothing uh, I don't know blah blah uh,
2: I like the work is an anchor
1: I don't believe in That's happiness. Nice. It is nice, I think. I'm, yeah. I'm nearly done with this, I swear. I don't believe in happiness. For me, happiness is a form of complacency. I do believe in joy. And uh, I don't know. He, learned, he flies planes, he paints, he writes, he's this and that. But it's like for him, so the work yeah, is that, Anyway, so I'm just saying it just seems like... Uh, and to me, it just yeah. seems like maybe the goal of the future is to eliminate right, uh, right. love.
2: Right, right. I was kind of that way too, but then there's this movie out right now called Rules Don't Apply about Howard Hughes.
1: Rules don't apply. Oh
2: my God. It was like the best movie I've seen in a while. It's in theaters right now. It's okay. about Howard Hughes. Um, I didn't really know anything about Howard Hughes before I saw this movie, but he is someone that was like that, put work and, and play and creativeness in front of everything. And, um, and, and you know what happens with all those people is they, they like, die alone. Yeah, and they don't like it. It's not pleasant. It's not as fun as it used to be. Like being alone was really fun for a while. And then when you get old and shit, it's like you're not even looking to be with someone because you're like attracted to them you just like want to be and laugh maybe you want to have like a soulmate right cozy and so like so there there are different things that i'm thinking about lately because of stuff like that because like you know it would be nice to go through life with like a partner you know
1: but we're living longer and you're only 29 yeah, unless you keep drinking as much as you're drinking, and I need that to stop. If we're gonna I make drink, this work, you know. Oh, God. See how that?
2: about you? What's your drinking like?
1: Uh, I didn't drink or have. Sex <laughs> What's your party or life
2: like? We I haven't mean, even got to the good stuff yet. What kind of drugs do you do? What's up?
1: I don't smoke. Po- I wanted to do to Right? I want to do mushrooms. Shit, right? I want to do, <laughs> do DMT again. I don't do cocaine. I was just like out with some guy flirting him the other day, and then I look over. And uh, and he's like doing so many bumps of cocaine, and the cocaine oh, just falls then, all and, over and me. And I was like, and
2: he's just like just talking. You know, I was just like, hey, I love you. Oh my I, god, it makes so much sense right now. Why we're friends? Yeah, I know why we so- met. <sighs>
1: I met him at this club, and I was like, "Oh, he seemed interesting for a moment." But he does—he's doing so much cocaine in front of me, and then it turns out he was a drug dealer. And then I didn't judge him. I thought, "I don't want to judge him." I was like, "This is so cool. I don't do cocaine, but I'm talking to this drug dealer. How neat!" Like, I just <laughs> thought, "Like, what an interesting way to live your life." And then he went off on this. You're funny. I mean, oh god, sorry. I noticed about you, and now I'm just like, "Where are you from?" It. Born and raised in Hollywood. Lived in the Canyon. I'm, you know, Canyon. All oh, right, Wonder right. Man.
2: We tapped on that.
1: What's next for you? Enough of my fucking bullshit.
2: What's next for me is my album coming out called. And- called featuring um that's gonna come out and i have very big aspirations of where i want to be at the end of 2017 and it's fully fully music as my vehicle like i said earlier i've never made like money off music it's never been like that it's literally just been like my outlet kind of thing and it is my vehicle though and this year i'm going to be proving that and my music's gonna be like it's gonna do. It's. I'm gonna have a platinum record. Like I'm going to. Yeah. I'm gonna have a platinum single by the end of this year, and I really want those things that I've never had. And I need to um, expand the shows I'm playing. I need to be in bigger rooms and all that. So I have like I have like a lot of work to do this year, but it's all based around my music. Finally, which I've wanted to have it based around my music. But there's so many other things that caught people's attention. So um, I'm just 100 percent focused on that all I want to do is feel love and give love. It's kind of all I'm about lately. It's just like, there's no reason to talk shit or feel bad about shit or anything. Like, especially in in just like any terms, like of where the world is right now, you know, we didn't even talk about politics, which is nice. But but, but I think that anyone's stance on what's going on right now is that obviously like, you know, the best thing that you can do in this situation is like, hope that the person that is in charge like is able to come out and be like i'm gonna be the first president in history that's like i'm gonna be a better person than i was like i was so wrong to say that shit like that would be kind of cool if he um changed and kind of rose to the occasion that'd be cool so even with all the stuff like that in life like i just want to feel love give love like have a really fun life this year yeah and um and like I'm very confident with the work that I did leading up to this year. And I feel like uh, musically, like I'm gonna be. Oasis said the funniest thing. This Oasis documentary out, you know the band Oasis?
1: Everybody's talking about the yeah. It is
2: like so incredibly good. But in it, right why. before they released their first album, they're doing an interview and they're <sighs> like, So, how are you feeling right now? And they're like, I'm feeling like I'm about to be the most <clears throat> bored I've ever been in my entire life because I'm never gonna make another record better than this and no one in rock and roll is ever gonna make a better record than this. I'm gonna be bored for the rest of my life. I was like, you guys are so cool. I know. But I'm like feeling like that with my music because I'm just like, not that I'm gonna be bored, but I'm just like, oh shit, like, like, I made like the coolest fucking sounding album like ever. And I'm like so excited by it because I like did something that like I've, I've never heard someone do. The style of shit that i'm doing so
1: well then you're gonna have to rise to the occasion and challenge yourself to uh, to up the ante for yourself yep, right
2: yep, I'm
1: yep. yeah yikes
2: we'll see though i'm not gonna worry about that until the end of this year i'm just going like full head first into like i'm keeping this shit alive i feel like
1: what are do you doing for new year's eve and people on the internet want to know about your tattoos too but tell me cool. about new year's eve what do you do on new year's eve
2: um i'm gonna be in minnesota i'm about to go back on tour with machine gun kelly anyone out there in the midwest i don't know when we're gonna I want I tickets. Give me tickets to a show, please. Oh, I'm playing in L. A. Um, on the 14th. I'll be the coming
1: tall. Coming up in like next week. I'll be the tall, like lanky white girl, show. being like, "You guys, over here! Oh my god! Yeah, they right. my I'm bring you on stage. We'll
2: do a little <laughs> duet. <laughs> no. We'll do a little duet. Where's
1: my freestyle for the show?
2: We'll get it. You let me know when we're done. We'll get it.
1: I mean, you don't, it's don't, gonna don't, be the outro. Men don't love being put on the spot. You, you don't want to just go for it now.
2: I, I could absolutely. Okay. I could. I can cut it out if you hate it. I can do everything, so don't worry. Wait. What are, you, what are you doing you're, I'm you're, ready for it <laughs> well <What>? it's going to be the outro <laughs> yes. we'll hit the outro I
1: think we're, we're landing the plane okay so we know okay. so, so New Year's Eve you're we making money the plane. <laughs> we're, New Year's Eve.
2: we did it was this a good podcast was this a good uh, one do we
1: really have to talk about it? We, you know we got to just know it was great just like you got to follow the rules so you well, can still I'm asking yourself.
2: I don't I'm not, I feel great about I wanna it I want to know how you feel
1: I feel great about it there's one point I didn't make earlier and we do. I want to do a few Twitter questions and yeah. uh, we're going to be great we are going to be great Yeah. Um, is that alright Aristotle um, this goes to politics and this goes to like me earlier saying like I don't like when people like I went to some like this place called the Shambhala Center like a meditation a Buddhist meditation place yesterday like mm-hmm. my first time there meditating in a group just trying searching just trying to like because living life is difficult I feel like you put yourself out in the world and if you feel a lot of feelings and you're raw you you put yourself you're open to like mean stuff just as much as you are to nice stuff right. and it can be a fucking war like just leaving your house is like can be A lot and Mm -hmm. exhausting and terrifying because you're like, you know, you never know what's going to happen or who you're going to interact with. But uh, so I'm asking all these questions and I have a lot of feelings and I talk a lot. And I asked the meditation teacher, like, uh, told him like what brought me there and uh, whatever and how I'm trying to navigate the world more gracefully. Mm -hmm. And I just told him everything going on in my head. And it was funny because I think I managed to irritate the meditation teacher because he (laughs) was like. You think – and he was a guy in, in this post-Trump like America where it's like women are looking at men being like, I can't believe it. I think I might hate men a, a, little, a little bit because we're a little bit defensive because like Trump being elected brings up all the like yeah. times we've been sexually assaulted or m- faced misogyny or weird shit. Right. And him being elected means, means like, oh, wow. So everybody – men do hate women or he got elected because it's OK to treat women that way or talk about women like that. It's like him being elected is like saying his behavior is OK and justified. Right. And uh, anyway – but I just couldn't believe that the meditation teacher was like, "You think too much. You need to relax." And I was like, "Oh my god, you're the meditation teacher!" I was yeah, like,
2: "That's your advice. That's was, what you're offering." Yeah, I
1: was like, "That's why I'm here, man." Yeah.
2: yeah. But also, like, yeah, I made it that far. <laughs> yeah, bro. I got to that point. I, yeah. We've known that for a while like, now. I'm
1: well aware that I think a lot. Then I got pissed because it's like I can tap into silence. I can be meditative and like still and move at a slower pace and whatever. But just because I can talk about and like all my feelings and put words to them and communicate them doesn't mean I can't be still and, uh, and grounded. But it was weird because it's like he didn't want to – anyway, I don't even know. My, oh, hold on. Here's my point. And this speaks to where we're at politically, I feel like, and in our culture or like uh, the climate of the culture right now. It's like it doesn't help for a guy at the meditation place to say – You need to relax and try to squash me and silence me, you know. And just like it doesn't help if like if people are like racist or sexist or whatever. It's like to be like, no, I'm right. No, you're right. It's like, no, no, no. It's okay. Let's have a dialogue about it. I don't know if let's bridge the gap. Don't tell me I think too much. Listen to what I'm saying. Right, understand me, and then communicate with me, and let's meet in the middle, as opposed to just like
2: right. shh. It's like bringing a problem to a problem. Yeah, that, instead of a solution. Did that yeah. make sense? Anything I Absolutely. just said? Absolutely, it reminds me of that.
1: Yeah, so that's my fucking rant. But uh more importantly, let's get to uh, a few Twitter questions. Well, I,
2: I enjoyed that rant very much, by Thank the way. Thank you. Yeah, oh it's my very nice.
1: goodness! Oh my god! See, this is why I'm exhausting today. This would just be it nonstop. This is like. The only time I shut the fuck up is when I'm having sex, because to me that's like true That's meditation. where you get quiet. That's, well, no, loud in a different way, in a cool way. That's when I'm. That's, ah! Yeah, yes, ah! pretty much. <laughs> I had one guy say, "Wow, I've never had somebody say fuck you,' I hate you so much during sex." Is that too oh, much that's to tell awesome. you? Awesome. Anyway, all right. So here are some. That's <laughs> awesome. Aristotle. He has a girlfriend for seven years. He's had enough. <laughs> yeah, okay.
2: He's definitely had enough. He's, oh
1: God. Okay. Um, ask him about the first time he got high. Let's do a we're doing a rapid fire.
2: Cool. cool. First time I got high.
1: Maddie Kibby
2: was uh before I had my license, skipped school. Before I came to school, actually, and I showed up at school and then I went to into my class, aviation class, and we were doing the final on hot air balloons and my class was completely empty because they were down in the gym testing hot air balloons and my team was up right as I walked in and our fucking hot air balloon burst into like a seven foot flame in the middle of the gymnasium and started the flag hanging on top of the ceiling on fire and almost burned down the whole gym and that was literally my first time getting high I was going to school and seeing that
1: aviation <laughs> did you go to a fancy private school?
2: no, fuck no alright, next aviation question aviation class is the easiest shit Nice. I, I
1: didn't there. have. EV- I didn't get that fucking hot air balloon okay, so at, uh, at Ashika says does he want to tour Europe with Machine Gun Kelly now? next year fuck yeah of course he does
2: never ending tour i don't think this me and kel's going on tour is ever gonna end
1: at heather haywire says when is the next time he's coming to new york i really need to see him what the fuck does that mean heather hey, he's my boyfriend hey, now hey,
2: heather, like, <laughs> uh, i'm coming baby i was just in new york not too long ago um shout out new york i love you <laughs> i'll be back i'll be back uh i believe right after probably in february march march around my birthday march 10th is my birthday i'll be there
1: Oh, uh, at Losh Kevin says, Yes Kev Loch, I know them uh, What keeps you so humble And any future plans For Hippie Hop Wait You're not that humble though. You pretty much You like yourself <laughs> I do the...
2: like myself But I'm definitely not um, You know I'm, I, I think in the terms of like uh, Not being one of those people That's like Oh hide me Hide me Like at, at shows You know Yeah Oh, Very okay. interactive with people
1: What do you think of Kanye West?
2: Ah uh, man I I Hardening. I don't really have anything awesome to say about him lately. Really? I don't, I, yeah, I don't really. I mean, I think he's really cool. I think that he says like a lot of really st- stuff that like I think is like just not cool to say.
1: Do you think of the breakdown that when he said all that Trump shit, I feel like that was like his mental breakdown because now he's been in the hospital.
2: Oh, yeah, I I just think that like I just think that there's a whole there's a whole like honestly just with him again objective coming from just someone watching it yeah. i don't know anything about it it seems like he's like got like a serious motive behind every fucking thing he does it seems like everything is like a plan to promote something or to like get something across some kind of secret point and i just don't like that i like upfrontness and i like honesty and i don't like people being like Self proclaimed geniuses, you know, I don't like ex- that shit. I'm
1: very excited about this Kanye Mod Sun feud that we're gonna yeah, ignite. Yeah,
2: yeah, I don't like a self proclaimed <laughs> genius. I feel like as soon as you call yourself a genius, you're stupid. It's like not cool.
1: Philly Cheesesteak says, Best gift given to you by a fan.
2: Oh, I love when weed is given to me, but I keep, um, actually at the end of my book, I have a P.O. box and I have like a couple of blank pages and I urge people to to pull out the pages and write me letters. And I have like, six boxes this high oh filled with those letters and someday when i purchase a house like my one my real one i'm gonna have an entire room like wallpapered with all those letters it's gonna be great
1: i love that oh how is mikey bryant doing who's oh, mikey bryant
2: one of my best friends in the whole world basically like a father figure to me one of the most inspiring people i've ever met in my entire life uh he like basically took me in when i was homeless
1: you were homeless yeah yeah oh. I mean, now we're telling. I was rest? a
2: train hopper. I used to hop trains and drink wine with the winos all night, and I was homeless living in Long Beach for a while. And he but, took you in. Uh, yeah, in Minnesota though. He's uh, one of the most special people in the world. His story is fucking insane. He should have his whole own story. I've I've spoke about it low key in my book, but probably one of the most inspirational people in the world. And he's doing very good. He has a daughter now, and he's great.
1: Um. Why did you change your real name? When did you become a... When did you become moving movement on... This is too intense. We've already talked about that. Uh, yeah. When are your dates going to be released? Brett?
2: Uh, Brett is still uh, here, ladies uh, and gentlemen. Uh, Brett is I know, still here. <laughs> I actually know right at the top of January. So it's coming up. You'll know everything at uh, the start of January.
1: If you could only do one thing, whether it's painting, writing, uh, what would it be? Music. If you could uh, only choose one.
2: I, um, uh I'd have the same
1: music. Um listen, I uh, do you, yeah. I think that's it. Listen, these people just want so much from you and I hope they got a lot of it. Uh oh. How do you hear you so happy all the time? <laughs> Zachary Holtkamp. Listen, lots of alcohol and DMT, right? Yeah. I'm just yeah. All right. Um twenty <laughs> gonna be exciting. Yeah. Your album's coming. Good stuff is happening. Yes. You're probably going to get a tattoo of my face or name on your body at some point, which yeah. I totally encourage.
2: We'll go next door right now. Wouldn't be the first. Very cool. I'll, tattoo I'll be myself. there. I'll give you one. Oh,
1: wow. Stick and poke. I've never had yeah. one. Maybe I should do this. Cool. Um, anything else you want? like, Do you want your fans to know about you or anything?
2: That's thank it. you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you all out there because I get to live my life exactly how I want it and I love you. And I'll be seeing you all very soon. I know that you guys are all... Um, Ready for this album, and I'm ready to give it to you. You're gonna love it. I can't wait.
1: We did it! Thank you for being here! Yeah,
2: love you, love you, love you.
1: Love you too. Bye Mm.
0: (laughs) now, leaving nerdist.com.